Hi, everybody. Some ways to stay in touch with us is through Untapped and Twitter as Craft Beer Comics, and Instagram and Facebook as Craft Beer and Comics. If you want to support us financially, head on over to patreon.com slash craftbeerandcomics and check out all the levels of support and the perks. Now enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. My name is Chad Terry, and I'm the consumer. My name is Jason Smith, and I'm the assistant manager here at Astro Zombies. Hello, Chris Losek. I'm manager also Astro Zombies as well. And we'd like to welcome you to Craft Beer and Comics, a podcast. Oh, oh man, those are those are meaty. Cider in the eyeball. Right. Those are oh, meaty man. cracks. Meaty. <laughs> These cans are like hard to open. They really are. I got I got cider on the mic. I got cider on the mic. I got cider on my hand. They just go everywhere. I didn't get any I didn't get any anywhere, I don't think. <laughs> you monster, how dare you? <laughs> Am I the only one who knows how to open a can, apparently? <laughs> apparently. Your mom knows how to open oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, she taught me really well, too, apparently. Yeah, there right. you go. Zing. So how are you guys? Zoom. Good. How are you? Doing good. I'm a little exhausted. But are you? Tell you what, Chad, it's been a day. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yesterday was a day. The day before that was a day. Was a day. <laughs> well, let's... Uh, do you want to get into that now, or do you want to talk about the cider for a little let's bit? Let's talk about the cider, you know, normal, cool. standard fare, you know? Yeah. Um... So Palmer's Brewery and Cider Houses is still our sponsor this week. Uh, and he gave us Semi-Sweet Cider. I guess that's just the name of it. Um, hmm. it's made. He made it with apple. Basically, he was like, it's super simple. It's apple juice and yeast. Like the back end has sweetened with apple juice. I was like, okay, okay. cool. And it tastes like that. Like it tastes like there's really not much more than just apple juice going on. Right. What's weird is he normally has some kind of creative, like, name, right? Yeah. Based on skateboarding. Maybe maybe we can start pitching him names. I wonder if that's just still in the process, you know? Right, right. If he's still sort of uh, working per- working kinks. working this one out, you know? Yeah. Maybe. If only he were here to explain himself. <laughs> I know, right? It's always hard having a having a sponsor who's unfortunately not here with us, but. You know, we do appreciate him and uh, appreciate his patience oh, with everything. Um, so this is, uh, it's a 6.5%. Um, again, you know, we talk about his beers. We talk about him. Usually he keeps them pretty simple, straightforward. So it makes sense whether it's just like apples and yeast. Like, there you go. Right on. Yeah. Uh, and don't forget, uh, you know, he is open Wednesdays and Fridays, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m., uh, this Friday he'll be closed because it's Christmas. Because um, it's Christmas you speak of. Yeah, it's, it's Christmas. Christmas. Christ Mass. I think I went to that Mass once. Oh, I didn't. How many hours was it? God, it's Catholic, so you know <laughs> yeah. it was a lot. It was like four hours. <laughs> and it was at midnight, so we got home oh, at 5 a.m. and then went to, made it to 6 a.m. Mass again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, it's what they do in the cults, like sleep deprivation. So that you're more susceptible <laughs> yes, cults. to indoctrination. There you <laughs> go. And delicious Kool-Aid. Uh, delicious if you, if Kool-Aid. you are out there celebrating Christmas today, everybody, this should be released on Christmas. Merry Christmas. If uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah. If you celebrate other things, still have a good New Year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and have Merry a good Christmas, December 25th. You know, yeah. it, it, 
Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all the good stuff. Yep. Um, yeah. And you know, we're all celebrating that Christmas day, whether you whether you celebrate or not, still have a good day. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just uh I just did a little bit of Hanukkah stuff. Um I got to kind of participate with with a couple of different things and so that was a lot of fun um to be included, you know what I mean? I was included in a Passover dinner once. That was really cool. Me yeah, too, got actually. Wasted on Manischewitz, though. Like, oh, I bet. Because <laughs> it's like grape juice, dude. And you're just drinking. And then next thing you know, you're like, um, I'm wasted yeah. <laughs> and have a terrible headache at the same time. And then I started drinking whiskey. Oh, there you go. So, it's <laughs> a heck of a Passover. I was just saying, uh, it was brutal, and that's uh, the I Passover. Almost missed my plane. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the next day, yeah, it was. That's it the was... Passover that led into Hangover. Yes, Hangover yeah. Passover. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's calling the shop now. Yeah. yeah. If you hear that in the background, closed. Answer um, it because we're closed. So Palmer's Brewery and Cider House is located at two nine two four Gerard Boulevard Northeast. Albuquerque, New Mexico, 87107. Uh, in case you want to stop by there, they still have those drink kits and all that stuff again. Uh, you'll have to get it. If you want, like, the drink kits or anything from him, you'll have to get it Wednesday for New Year's. So you kind of missed the Christmas uh, cutoff if you wanted those drink kits. Those, those things are cool. They were So when I went in today to pick this up, like, they were putting a whole bunch of them together. And so I think a bunch of people got them today for the holiday. Right. Awesome. And they, they just, they look really cool. Like you just pick it up. You got the glasses in there. You have all the mixture that you need for whatever, whatever you decided to put together. So, so. it gives you like glasses, like everything you yep. have to bring the glasses back. <laughs> nope. No, nope. it's part of the cost. You just, you pick up your basket. You've got, it just seems expensive. Uh, I want to say, I want to say they're around 70, $80. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. How many cocktails do you have? Better come with a glass. So it comes <laughs> with a glass, comes with a full bottle of whatever liquor oh, that you okay. want. Yeah, there, that's the, where the cost comes from. That's where from. the cost comes <laughs> yeah. from, yeah. And then it's got, like, if you're doing the old fashions, like, it's got the bitters in there. It's got everything you need. So, Does it come with, like, a squirter of bitters or, like, a whole bottle? There, Like, I was looking at it, and it's kind of a fancy little bottle. I thought it was neat. I was like, I kind of want to buy one just for that. Goes a long way. Oh know? yeah, like you want like a, you want to drop a bitters, or something. right? And that's Most what it seems time. like. It seems like these kits are made for to have Several. a couple of drinks. Okay, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like when you're not doing anything on a holiday. <laughs> like, let's make a couple of drinks. <laughs> so let's drink. Way yes, I only get wasted on holidays. <laughs> and certainly podcasts. not on certainly not on <laughs> Tuesday nights. <laughs> certainly. <laughs> This was an exception. Normally, I'm reading comic books. Last yeah, night yeah. was the exception. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I had, my stack was so big this week. My stack of comics, like it came out of the bag, and I was just like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> it was. I was like, "You guys want to laugh at how much money I'm gonna be spending on comics this week?" Oh man, um, my pot was pretty small. What's that? My pot was pretty small, but yeah. I didn't read my books. I just read, you know, books of the week. I usually just take my and my I, books home on Tuesday because. Um, if I'm going to be reading, I might as well just read all of it. So, just out of curiosity, I know um, kind of listeners out there. Some people have different ways they approach their comic book buying stuff. And so, for me, for a little while, I had a budget, and I was just like, "All right, so this is how much I'll spend each." Either a, I usually went with a month, like I'll spend, you know, 150 a month or something like that, right? 
and that slowly went away for me. I was just like, <laughs> I just pick up what I want to pick up, whatever. Um, do you guys have any sort of uh, like buying strategy like that? Just specifically certain creators, characters, or just budget? I stick to a cre- uh, a character. Okay. And then if there's something that piques my interest, as long as I can afford it, I'll do that. Okay. That's I. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, it, it's kind of a book based. It's a book by book basis, basically. Before I started working here, I was actually pretty, pretty uh, like merciless about like what I would, what I would cut. Yeah. Because it. Before I started working here, I was working at a, a food service job, and I didn't really have a ton of money to spend on comics, so. I was still probably spending too much, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of had a like a list, and if I was going to add something to my pull list, then I had to take something else off. Okay, that was like my rule for myself. Yeah, I didn't follow it as often as I would like to tell myself I did, but <laughs> um, but now, if something if something's not holding my interest, I'll 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 take it off the list. Yeah. It took it took me a little while. There's a couple things I need to take off, but to cull. Yeah, and it, it's for me doing that is difficult because so like books like Superman, right? Mm-hmm. I like Superman, and for a while I was getting it even when I wasn't enjoying it because I was waiting for that moment where it gets, where good, it gets good, mm-hmm. right? You're waiting for the creative team to change. Yeah, <laughs> and I just kind of, yeah it it I finally realized that that's that takes up a lot of space in my collection to, to do stuff like that. You know what yeah. I mean? And if you're not enjoying it, just, just let it go. You know, if there's any listeners out there, if you're, if you're following us on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that, just give us a shout out. Let us know how you do your comic book buying. If you do budgets, if you do strictly, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Superman, I'm getting it. Even if I'm not liking it, I'd, I'd be interested to know. Yeah. It, my spending's definitely gone up since I started working here. It's, yeah. I bet it's hard, especially when you're surrounded by them. You're like, oh. yeah. And I'm also making a little more money than I was then, so I've let my budget for it kind of go up. But I also sort of have the advantage of I can just take something home and read it and bring it back. <laughs> right, which is a which is it's a good advantage. Yeah, it's a perk of the job. You it's know something what I mean? I'm like enjoying, but I don't necessarily want to collect. I'll do that with some things. Yeah, yeah, for sure, because. Buying everything is really taxing on the on the pocketbook. You know? Yeah, it mm-hmm. certainly can. It's weird because you these things are like four or five bucks a pop, which you don't think of as an expensive thing, but it adds up quickly. <laughs> adds up <laughs> so fast, and it's it's been interesting to watch the price just increase and increase and increase. And it looks like it looks like we're at that plateau for right now, but then they push with those seven ninety nines and eight ninety nines. Look at how much. Look at where we're at with the like uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal, like all those right. like one tie, those one shot tie-ins. Are each of those like eight? Those bucks? are like six bucks each. Yeah. Some of them, there was one that came out last week that was nine dollars because it was like a square bound, like uh, prestige yeah. format one. I I jumped off a of Death Metal, so good thing I saved. It's an expensive money. proposition. If you'll remember. DC drew the line at two ninety nine. Yeah, that, right? which and that was wasn't like all that long less ago. Than three years ago. Yeah, and now they're putting like they are literally putting out cardstock variants of every book, yep. which cost four ninety nine or higher. 
Yeah, and most of the metal books because they've got those shiny, fancy covers like the '90s. They're four ninety nine or higher. All yeah, of them. All of them. The only ones it's that like are they jump ship and then like made their own crappy ship. Well, the only ones that are like for death metal, the only ones that are that are foil and shiny are like the main right the A-covers. series. Yeah, and then all the tie-ins are just normal like cardstock covers, and those are the expensive ones. Right. It. <laughs> and it's it's so weird with DC because they did that. They did the oh our books are two ninety nine each. That mm-hmm. way it's still affordable. But, but they we're were putting put them out. two out a month. Yeah, yeah, they were putting two out a it's month. Garbage. It's like a trick. It, it was. Now I will tell you this: Spawn, still two ninety nine. No, got to give her props. I mean, there no other book and image is that cheap. <laughs> it's because Todd McFarlane is raking in that action figure money. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but I mean, if Saga comes not, back, really. you think they'll be two ninety nine? Soccer? Saga? No, Saga no, will be three ninety nine. No, no. So? image yeah. is three ninety nine and up on all of yeah. them, except for Spawn. I mean, that maybe that's Todd's doing. Who knows? And I image, him if it is. image does more, I think, to keep the cost of comics down than other yeah, companies. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, like Robert Kirkman will do stuff where he'll put out like a double sized issue for three ninety nine. Wasn't Walking Dead one ninety three? Three ninety nine. Yeah, three ninety nine, and it was double sized. Yeah. it was the last one too. You know, and he was doing that stuff we were talked about last week. Mm-hmm. That Solid Blood that came out. Yeah, free. Yep. You know, still have two copies of that. Ooh. Sold out of the rest of it, and people were going crazy for it that day. Yeah, um, I think they still are. Have, like uh, on, on, seems to have slowed down for us since last week. Yeah, they're really asking for it now. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's cool. Robert Kirkman's doing a lot of good stuff for the industry. We talked about it last week. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. But he's just the one that always comes to mind when we're talking. When it, when I think about this kind of thing, right, right. Um, he, he, the other thing that he did that we didn't talk about last week was that his one ninety three and one ninety two issue one ninety two. He's like, oh yeah, by the way, this is the end. The next issue is it. Right. And they even had solicitations. Yeah, they had fake fake stories set yeah. up for 194 and 195 because everything is ordered two months in advance. Right. You know, super secret. Because he, cool. want, he, want, he sort of wanted the people who were already reading it to be able to to like to be the ones that... That got the issues that, rather yeah. than people trying to come some in Some like comic vultures. book stores, and we absolutely do not do this, but some comic stores will not give subscribers yeah. those expensive books and say that... It's, yeah. You're looking at me like it doesn't happen, but it totally. No, happens. I'm I'm sure. It's it's. I mean, we've gotten some subscribers from other shops because they're like, yeah, you know, they said that they didn't have my book. I see them in the back, bagging and boring the book, and then I look on their eBay site and they're selling them for the the up you yeah know, five fifty dollars. Oh, price. so rather than yeah. sell them in the store, they'll just right throw them instead online. of selling them to the well, subscribers, and they'll take them out of subscribers' boxes right. to do that. Right. And, right. and that's happened to me, and that's why I actually stopped collecting comics for a little while. Okay. That happened to me in another shop that's not around anymore. Yeah. And I was pretty upset about it because, you know, I was on the anything Wolverine, special guest, front cover, anything Wolverine. This is back in the day when you could do that stuff. Yeah. Now you can't do that because, you know. It's too much. He's on every cover all the time. He's not even in the books half the time and he's on the cover, you know. Yeah. So I can't collect like that, but I try. But, you know, so Wolverine Origin came out. Okay. I was like, hey, where's my copy of Origin number one? He's like, sorry, you know, didn't have enough for you, but he's got a $50 one on the wall. Yeah. I was like, huh. Cool. I'm gonna kill my box. See ya. Yeah. I will never come back. <laughs> and I never did. Yeah. yeah. I went and, to and, his and shop. And that is when interesting because there are there are sometimes when uh, I I guess this is exactly what you're talking about. So it's like this book got hot for whatever reason. I knew about it three months in advance, and so I I told you to get it for me, mm-hmm. and you did. But it's selling for a lot more, and then I just tell you, ah, they shorted me. Yeah. And that's that's the thing with 
diamond is they always short people, so it's how do you know? <laughs> right, that's right. True the, or not. The, the way yeah. you know is when they're selling it on eBay or on the wall, when you're like, oh, yeah. you didn't have copies, but you're selling one at for seventy five dollars. At least have the tact to do it on eBay or something, <laughs> right? Not just right in the up. store. Here's a perfect example of how we don't do that. So I don't know if you guys remember the Bat Pole, Lil Wayne. Yeah, um, Batman Damned number one. Oh yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So anybody that was on the Batman card got that number one. Yeah, you when I was, was when that it was came out, sixty bucks that day, right? And it was up to one hundred seventy-five at one point Jeez. within that week. But you know what I did? Anybody who was on the Batman card got that comic book. Yeah, and so a ton of people were super stoked. Yeah, and probably flipped it immediately, not even caring about the book. But you know what? I didn't care. <laughs> I wanted my customers to get the book that they that they ordered. See, right. when you yeah. did when you did that. I was still just a customer here, and you put it in my box because I was on the Batman card at the time. I still am, but um, and I took it and I read it, and it wasn't for me. So I actually end up did end up flipping it. Did you? And that's cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, that's yeah. I did it so that you guys would get it. It's it yeah. has nothing to do with right. Because could you imagine like being like, oh, well, I wanted that book. All right, let me let me spend the sixty dollars on it because that's how much it is today. And then you read it, and you're like, I uh, see. In my case, and in that case, since I didn't really like specifically ask for Batman Damned, I would have been like, okay, yeah, cool. I didn't subscribe to that, so right. it sold out, whatever. And, and yeah. that was the thing. I mean, anybody who didn't want the book could easily be like, hey, I don't want to be on this book. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and giving it back to me, I would have been fine. And the kind of the only <laughs> it would have worked out for thanks, me. Actually. I'm going to sell it <laughs> <Yeah>. for more. <laughs> oh, kind of the only though. reason that that book spiked is because they, the DC got. They like got cold feet about the the nudity thing, and then they so yeah the second print they if actually you're gonna removed make, it. There's no such thing as a second print. They yeah, took it off of the digital. And right, the, yeah. there is the a second. Novels. There and is a second print. No, they never did a second printing. Nope. Okay, we'll have to. I mean, maybe there is, but yeah, I was never is. I was never able to get it. They, I'm pretty sure they did a second printing without the Batwing. I know that they re- they released it digitally without the bat the bat unit. Um, and I know that it's not in the graphic novel. Okay. But I, I was always on the hunt for that because there's people who wanted to read the comic. Right, but they didn't want the... They weren't going to pay $75 for the yeah. you know, the A cover uh, first printing or whatever. Hmm. But anyways, so that's... You so know. it looks like they were going to do a second printing and then they canceled it. Did they? Yeah. Why? I didn't open the article. I just looked at the headline. Come on, dude. Let's, let's read this article to everybody right now while we're on the air. I don't, while we're I don't on. think that don't would be interesting. Do that. I was, I um, <laughs> interesting, yeah. Yeah. So, it's weird. Like That's like these Mandela effects that people talk about. I'm like, I could have sworn I had a second print in my hand. Like I bought a second one to read the, to read the second print so that the first one- Are you sure you didn't just have number two? No, I have the one, two, and three. I'll have to look through and see what I have, but... I don't know that they've weird. done second printings of any of those, like, magazine format black black label books. Not that I'm aware of. No, mm. there's no question, because question yeah. number one saw that real fast, and they never offered a second print. They've done other second printings of black label books, like they did second printings of Last Night on Earth. They've done second printings of Strange Adventures, because hmm. we those have a bunch of second prints on the wall. Though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're like Last the Night on Earth, I guess, was premium format. Yeah. But it wasn't magazine size. But I can't think of any of the magazine size ones that have done second printings. Crazy. It's weird. That's one of the hard things about comic book collecting is there's just there's so much information out there and there's so many different things that I'm like 
like I honestly believe it <laughs> that there yeah. was a second print, but it's yeah. like, eh, nope. it kind of makes sense. You'd think a book that sold out that quickly, they would right, right. for sure. And do right. so much controversy that, you know, they're like, okay, we're never going to print the bat dick again. <laughs> yeah. Right. Dick <laughs> Gracing, you'll never see again. <laughs> but here's that story in the second print. Uh, the funny thing about that too, is I so think dumb. a lot of people were like, okay, well, if they're going to do that, then the Harleen book came out right after it. Mm -hmm. And I think people were excited because there was, oh, I bet there's nudity in this one too. Oh, I could see some Harlequin Tata. Right. But, and wow. I, I think there was talk about having it in there, but they were able to take it out after the... She's wearing underwear in a lot of that book. But right. There's no, like, I mean, I guess there's a sex scene between her and the Joker, kind of, right? I, I can't remember. remember. I know she's having sexy dreams yeah. in that book. Yeah, yeah. But here's Har the thing. Harleen was if a really good book. you read number two of the Batman Damned, and this is speculation, just a theory, but there's a part where, like, she's attacking Batman Harlequin, and she's straight up on top of him, and it looks like they just added her costume being taken off as opposed to her just being topless. Okay. Or, like, like you could see that her costume is unzipped, and it looks like they painted it over where her exposed breast would be as opposed to like it being open with her both her with her, her okay. boobs there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's speculation. I don't know. That's what I had heard of one in one of the books that because the Batwing didn't go over well. Oh my god. That they were like they had to paint over Harley Quinn in one of the books. I don't remember well, which the, one, but if you look at Batman Damn Two, there's a I'm I've shown Jason before. It looks different it just looks weird yeah you're like, you're like mm, i think that they they got cold feet on this one. which I, I personally i think it's a good idea i mean it's a good idea that they did that i think it's a bad idea that everybody bitched about it like this is a batman max book right it's a batman black label adult book right was Watchmen? I mean, is the blue penis removed from Watchmen? Right. No. 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 There's, it's all over the place. There's all right? kinds of nudity in Watchmen. So but what I'm saying is, I think like I'm cool with Batman to having his wang out, like whatever, because it is. It's, it's if it's an adult bun, it was whatever. But like the the thought and idea of covering up Harlequin, I thought was a good idea because oh, by the time it came out, sure. Yeah, because I feel like that can devolve into something that's not anything what the story would be about, you know what I mean? I think doing the, the bat penis thing was actually a bad idea. Because think about it. Nobody ever talks about what the story of that book is. Right. right. The yeah. only thing anybody ever talks about is that. And it totally overshadows everything else about that series. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, it's It was a three-part. It was the first of the Damned. Yep. Uh, I mean, the first of the first Black of Series. The black Label. Um, I like the story. And I have an interesting take on it, whereas, uh, spoiler alert, guys, at the end, it turns out he was dreaming and he actually died. <sighs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> so so my fun theory to make it not shitty, basically, is it's a loop. It's a, it's a time loop, wherein, at the beginning, Batman falls off the bridge, but lives and escapes and has to go and he does all the stuff and that's what the comic is about. But then at the end, it turns out he didn't live. Okay. Right? Yeah. So yeah. So in my imaginary time loop thing, he falls off the bridge but lives, and then when he gets to the end again, Joker falls off the bridge. Okay. And then it keeps going, whereas one of them is taking turns dying. Interesting. But it, it's just because I want it to be like that. I don't think that that was the writer's <laughs> intention. Yeah. I, 
it's always those stories really don't sit well with me when it, oh it was all just a dream no we've talked about that before we, yeah. it's garbage. Yeah. you're like oh i wrote myself in the corner shit right and that's what i like about the those black label books is that they're they're out of continuity you can take that character and do what you want like harleen i thought harleen was really really good it's a great explanation a, of her origin story because yeah. there's an actual story there right that, exactly it, the whole it's been a dream or this is like your fever dream before you die go to hell or whatever that just feel it for for me i read Crazy. the end of that of that story and it just feels like okay so none cool of that, i just none wasted of that, three issues of my life yeah none of that actually happens so it just it's just a waste of time yeah and it, you know and those black label books were like eight bucks a pop so yeah, it <laughs> was an expensive waste of my time i paid 35 dollars for mine <laughs> just I sold mine for $75 Nice <laughs> I still have mine I didn't have an A cover I, I just had a B cover I had a B cover too Because I liked the Jim Lee variant better So that's what I yeah. went with You should put that up in your room Just on the wall It's Big too late pentagram. <laughs> I was going to say I thought he sold it, <laughs> it, went, it went, <laughs> It was like three years ago or something That yeah. went away it, it was three years ago yeah, yeah, yeah It was like early me at this place Yeah, yeah now you know. Because that was one of the things I was like, Chris is cool. He got this book for me. And he totally didn't have to. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. See, that's why I did it. So you've, you've been here for about three years? A little over three years, yeah. Okay. Huh. I've been shopping here for almost 22. Nice. I was in the shop on the first day. Just like, you know, some of our other patrons. I've known <laughs> Mike for at least 45 I've, years. Yeah, I've Ooh. known Mike. I'm 44, but I've known him for 45. I knew Mike when we were both in the womb. Separate ones, but uh, I knew separate. Mike in Egypt in alternate lives. Thank you. Oh, oh wow, interesting. Your Hawkman <laughs> <laughs> and Apocalypse, and I don't know, whatever. I, I don't know. Those. So, um, we were talking earlier, you got a bunch of books in, um, that were graded, but did you, did you get anything like, did you get any of those graded here that were for sale and they went that quick? Um, the so so no. Okay. Um, they were bought books that were bought here, and then they had them grade had me grade them for it. And it's yeah. not something I would just do for any Joe Schmo right yeah. street. Like it's a it's a. Yeah. I I have an account with CGC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I will get books graded for friends. Yeah, okay. and we'll and we'll say it's not something that that the store. Like Astro Zombies itself does, right? It's just something that Chris does for some people. For some people, and so okay, because I like to lose money on it <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I always forget to charge shipping or something. I'm like, yeah. why am I short money here? It's so weird. Because what I do is I send them off. Mm-hmm. I don't collect yeah. money until they come back. Right. I right, get right. charged for them as soon as they arrive and start the process. Okay. So, like for instance, eleven hundred dollars came into my bank account in early December. Because yeah, because all these that you were telling me about yeah yeah that's crazy. Um, that's only that's about a third of what we sent in. Yeah, because there's tiers based on value and based on age, and then the turnaround times are based on those tiers. So, um, listeners, you may remember that we sent in a Deadpool first appearance, New Mutants ninety eight. Yeah, still waiting on that bad boy. Yeah, still and turnaround times are ridiculous right, right now. Right, it's because everybody's at home doing. What am I doing? Well, this looks like a pretty good book to get graded. I'll get it graded, and so everybody's That's going true. through their comic books collections, and everybody's got time to do the things that they never get to do. Yeah. So I'm sure CGC's getting rolled with stuff, but yeah, I'm sure. So basically, we got a 
yesterday in the mail, I, we got a, a big stack. There was a Spotlight, or I'm sorry, Marvel Spotlight number five, first Ghost Rider. Came back at a 5.5. Five. Cool. There was a first Luke Cage number one that came back at a 9.0. That was bought here in the shop. That it's one great. you showed me. It's <laughs> yeah. a fantastic one. Yeah. It's the goods. Yeah. There's a. Well, that guy's um, not going to be able to pick it up for uh, at least Tomb a week. of Dracula. Maybe. What is it? 10? First uh, blade? 10 or 11, right. yeah. First Blade. And picture of the cover. That one came back at a 9. Oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah. That one's. Yeah. And it's whose was that? Mudas. Mudas. And then there was a. Um, he, yeah, he got two great ones. He got. Those were all his, except for two the Luke Cage. Oh, really? And the Incredible Hulk 180. Okay, and the 180 was mine. Yeah. I came back at a seven with okay. a Mark Jewelers insert, so I'm pretty excited for that. I was hoping for an eight because honestly, the 180 looks better than my 181, and my 181 got an eight. Interesting. So, there's speculation about how it goes, and people are like, "Oh, they just had a bad day or whatever." That's not really possible. They have three different people look at three different times. That's and, true. And yeah. they don't share their results with each other. Yeah. They're supposed so to do no, it independently, and that right. way, if it if it matches up all three of them, they're like, then we know that's it. And if it's wildly off, they have to figure out why. Right, right, right. It's like, what did you find that I didn't see? Or right. You, you know? So, yeah, a lot of people speculate that, oh, they're having a bad day, or they graded my books wrong, or whatever. It's possible that maybe they've got more strenuous, because CGC has had a bit of a... Uh, a reputation for being easier on books than CBCS. Oh, or really? PGX. Yeah, yeah. Even though they're the gold standard, right? Typically, CGC, uh, CBCS is harder on the grade. Wow, I didn't know that. I, I, I sent in a uh, uh, Tom McFarlane autographed uh, Amazing Three Hundred, and it got a nine four. Okay. It looks just as good as any nine point eight I've seen. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things. It's always like, so weird to like, and right. they don't they don't give you the notes right away. Like you have to either pay extra to see notes or something. So what's weird is the last batch that I got the greater notes were not available and you pay them. This batch, they were all there. It's based on the tier. Mm. The mm. higher tiers automatically you get the greater notes. Also, and the it, greater notes are not always helpful either. Dude, we got a five five on that first Ghost Rider, right? It looked like an eight. It looks as good as, if not better, than my 180. Okay. And keep in mind, my 180 is white, so it can gather dirt pretty easily. Right. The front cover of that that number five Marvel Spotlight is black, so you can see every crease. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You but get I mean, all those it breaks. was clean, yeah. man, and they got a five five, and we have no idea why or how. I mean, it really. We had the first Neil Adams. Uh, what is it? Uh, Green Lantern seventy six. That thing looked like it was a seven and it got an eight. Yeah. Just, you don't know exactly. And the greater notes, the whole reason I'm telling you this story is the greater notes on that 5.5 five were moderate sp- sp- spine stress and moderate stress on cover. No tears, not dirty. Yeah. Interesting. The, the, the pages not were like off white. There was page. nothing missing. Right. Like, how is moderate spine stress? I mean, you could count it was less than 10 huh. ticks on there. Yeah. And there's no tears in the cover. There's no tears in the back cover. I mean, there's a little bit of folding. Um, but, I mean, they barely even left a color break, so. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to, I mean, it's. It's one of those things where you're like, so should I crack this back open and just sell it raw? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At this point, it'd be um, That first that Moon Knight, uh, Werewolf by Night 32, I think is. It's, uh, and I've looked at it three times today. 
in like good lights, and I still don't know why, but it got a restored purple because they said That's that there weird. was some black on the front cover, black touch up on the cover. But I, and even then, it looked like it was a nine, and it got an eight. Huh. In restored grade, it should still get the grade that it would, yeah. would have been. That's the point of a it restored. It comes grade. with the purple label, right? Yeah, and so you don't know. Most um, of, it's hard to guess. Yeah, and most of the stuff that I get graded. Uh, actually everything except for this Deadpool but um, I do 9. it because 9. of uh, autographs to have that authentication of the autograph on the book that's why I sent in that Tom McFarland I sent in a <laughs> I sent in an Adam Kubert um, Wolverine 88 I sent in or Andy Kubert one of the two I sent in a Tom McFarland signed Spawn number one and a Tom McFarland signed Amazing, Sp- signed Amazing Spider-Man 300 and that's and you I sent, sent them those to CBCS because they'll authenticate that right. They have by some looking guys at it. Who are professional autograph looker dudes? I right. forget the word name. Like handwriting specialists. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Because um, CGC won't do that at all. So like, the way CGC a, does if there's it, something on it doesn't matter. I've gotten the green label with a COA. I have a Dale Keown. It's a pit number one ash can. And it's numbered and signed, and there's like 2,000 of them known to exist. They're known to exist. But CGC gave me a green label, which means, and it says writing on the cover. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> even though it's Dale Keown's signature numbered with a COA. Yeah. And they didn't give an F nope. about it. And that, that was my early days. It was long before I knew that yeah. CGC only does signature series. That's their yellow label, and that's like their claim to fame. They only will do that. If there's a representative standing there watching it, yep, and I get it, but guess what? Um, Bob Kane wasn't around when CGC was around, so how am I going to get this certified that it's a Bob Kane yeah. signature? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's no way to do that. So CBCS is got a bit of the market for that. Now I'll tell you this though, my if I took a Todd McFarlane signed Amazing Spider-Man 300 from CBCS and the exact same comic book signature series on CGC that signature series book is worth several percent more right. like more than 10 percent more because of that gold standard you're talking right, about exactly so i get it yeah and i've I done that like it. i've done that like before it. the witnessing for cgc yeah, yeah yeah i thought you had done that yeah and it's it's fun how'd you and get how'd you get in doing that i don't remember uh <laughs> <Weird>. like <laughs> i saw you know i saw something somewhere obviously and sent an email off and was like, Hey, I'm interested in this. And so I worked, I worked at Denver one year and then I was supposed to do, they were flying me out and everything to, uh, uh, Seattle for, for Emerald city Emerald comic city. con. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that I've always wanted to go to. Cause it's very artist heavy. I would yeah. love to go to Emerald yeah, city. No right. And so I was super excited, super excited. Um, you know, they're paying for my flight, paying for my hotel room. I'm going to be at a Comic-Con just watching signatures all, all day. It, it's wow. just, it's an That's awesome cool. job. It is. And um, Denver had a blizzard. And it was the fourth time in the history of that airport that it closed. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, you know, it was just haven't done it yet again. So. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds. We believe in you. Well, I I would love to do it, especially if I could do it like in the store here at some point or, you know, for an event somewhere. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I could be like, hey, man, I'm here. They don't have like all of the 
the Florida team because like the Florida team comes into Comic Cons and all that stuff, and they're really they in charge ones, of everything. Yeah. Then they only go to those big ones. Right, and so like by having someone here to be like, let's do an event, cool, and I'm a I'm a, a registered witness. Everybody can can get that grade if they wanted, you know. I got Chris to, Chris Claremont to sign a few of my Uncanny X Men comics when he was here last year. And, you know, there was a couple that that's what they do. They just chill out and yeah, you have to, they have to like watch it happen. So you have to like get them and then tell them I'm going to stand in this line. And then you go and you stand in the line and then they have to come with you immediately from the, the person who's signing to the table. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, Chris Claremont's table was literally next to their table. That's good. So there was no <laughs> waiting or going anywhere. I mean, like I was standing in line for both at the same time. Yeah. I, I had a lot of people waiting just because it's such if Denver Comic Con was it's pretty big. Um and they're just people want autographs, right? Kevin Eastman was there and all this stuff. And uh so I uh I would basically you give someone your phone number, your personal phone number, and they text you when they're close to the front of the line, be like, Hey, I'm almost there. I need you to come over. Okay, cool. And then, like, as I'm walking back with people, I'd get a text, and I'd be like, hey, is it all right if we go over here? Because I can't just let you go off and go back to the thing. You right. have to stay with me. And they're like, yeah, sure. Because they're just, like, looking at that signature, and they're just so happy to have that. They're like, yeah, I got what I wanted, so we can go pick up somebody else, too. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had a lot of fun myself when I did it and hoped to do it. <laughs> so what, what were you doing? I don't know. I was watching Power Rangers. I might have been. <laughs> that might have been a little, a little early for Power Rangers. They were out there. Because I I, I started. I, I was watching, watching it when the I was second in movie like, when I was twenty. I remember watching it when I was like kindergarten. Like I was going to because I'd come home from kindergarten and watch Power Rangers. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, that's cool, man. I'm I never totally got in. I right never now. got into them. Hey, I mean. I was a small child. I, I remember watching it going, I've seen this. It's called Godzilla and Transor Z and, <laughs> right. and uh, Ultraman. Guyver and, and Voltron. But, I, but yeah. I hadn't. You know what I mean? Right. Like I didn't have that experience. <laughs> He's like, so I, was like I was five and I had no. <laughs> I was so kind it, of annoyed about it. I was like, what? They're just straight biting. Because it was. stuff I loved as a kid. Because it was like martial arts. So it was like dudes fighting. But and is it, it was, martial arts? And then, like, it was, and then it was giant robots, which was all, you know. Five-year-old boys, all about and giant bad robots. costumes and bad scripting. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. In, in hindsight, it's awful. Yeah, but it's pretty bad. When I was a kid, I loved it. Oh, I and that's the, understandable. I had the toys and. Have you watched Godzilla? And then, uh, I mean, I've seen. I mean, Godzilla. like the early ones. The one with Broderick. No. <laughs> <laughs> just let's I, just get this out there. That movie is not a Godzilla movie. It's an okay movie, but as a Godzilla movie, it's garbage. Yeah. As a when, movie, it's okay. As a Godzilla out in movie, it's ninety-nine or something. Yeah, nineteen ninety-nine. I was 10 years old, and so I loved that movie. I bet, Here's the yeah. thing. It's not bad um, for what it is. Yeah. If they didn't put the name Godzilla and they instead called it Giant Lizard, like, <laughs> right, yeah. you know, Giant Lizard Lays Eggs, like, that would have been the good name of that film, because you'd be like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is a giant lizard. It totally laid eggs. <laughs> Did lay eggs. A lot so of you'll, you'll be happy to know that I liked Power Rangers, and I was all about Power Rangers, until I discovered Star Wars, and then I was all about Star Wars. Star Wars. All right, right. he's one of us. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess you were 10 when episode one came out then, right? Um, Yeah, yeah, I was. So, I mean, that's you're totally susceptible to fall for that then? 
Jar Jar is the best. Well, for for me, it was all about. I don't really care about. I don't really care about Jar Jar. For me, it was all about like the pod race. The pod race scene is amazing. Some people hate it. I like it. I love it. Freaking Darth Maul, man. Yeah, Darth Maul Maul was the best. Darth Maul is one of the best things in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. I have his autograph authenticated by CGC on oh, uh, uh, Ray son, Park. Ray yeah, Park, yeah. yeah. Son of, Sons of Son Darth Vader. Sons yeah. of Darth mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. He's a nice so guy. I met him once. I believe, and I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right here, but that's one of the first books that, that Marvel was like, okay, yes. we're going to make that canon in our universe, That was even the, though it was a Dark Horse book. That was the only thing that they brought over. And it's now reprinted by Marvel, not Dark Horse. Oh, has it been? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's on the shelf. I didn't know that. So, in that, does he? Is that the one where he has spider legs, or no? Was that just in Clone Wars? That well, so there was comic books by Dark Horse where he had those legs. Yeah. And there's a whole thing where like his ghost is in the ghost. I, there's a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> like, and I don't remember it all. That's the problem. So I can't really say, but um. I don't remember him having those legs in Son of Death Bear. It's been a long time since I looked it up. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember? Because I, I remember when when Disney bought <laughs> Lucasfilm and they were like, all right, we're starting canon over. The only things that are canon are the movies, excuse me, and uh, and Clone Wars because Clone Wars was still on television when it, when they did that. Right, right. So they couldn't. Yeah, they're out. like, yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> So they're like, we're still making money on this, so we're not going to say it's not canon. Right. Uh, <laughs> and they've brought a lot of that's they've brought a lot of not a lot of expanded universe stuff, but they've brought a good chunk of it. We're getting over Thrawn. And, yeah. Solid. I mean, oh, we got Thrawn we and Rebels. They brought him up in Mandalorian. Ahsoka mm. is actively looking for Thrawn. And so the Ahsoka show, show is going to be looking for Thrawn. A lot of people thought we were going to see Thrawn. What's the first appearance of Thrawn in comic books? I need to get that before it goes too expensive. Oh, you're too late. You're You're way too late, dude. Um, I think it is... It was spiking when Thrawn was rumored to be in Mandalorian months ago. And it was already hard to get because Thrawn's such a fan favorite. Yeah. Right. Um, Do you remember what issue? Or how much it is? I want to say... I don't know. I mean, it's heir to the Empire number one, right? Then, I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, is it? I think I, I saw that one spiking at like a thousand. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's expensive. <laughs> so um, is uh. It's so weird because Star Wars comics notoriously have been not valuable. Right. Well, and then there's that that Clone Wars like kids book that's technically the first Ahsoka in comics. That book is out of control. And that, the, yeah, it's out of control. Yeah. And then I, there's I a, just then there's a variant for it that's the like one in twenty five. That's yeah, even crazier. Yeah. There was a, uh, and it's not too expensive, but there's a free comic book day with the first appearance of, um, his name is escaping me, Darth Maul's brother. and Savage Opress. Savage Opress, thank you. That book's <laughs> worth all kinds of money, too, and it's a free comic book day. Book. Yeah, there's a handful yeah, of free comic book day They're not doing anything else with that character, because, spoiler alert, yeah, that dude's dead. he doesn't make it. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that poor guy. dead. Um... Do you see that that previews with the first Miles Morales is worth like eight thousand dollars or something oh, stupid? It's, it's a it's previews insane. book. I, I was like, <laughs> should no I be com- holding on? No story to these? in it. It's just a picture of the dude. Right. It's not but a those comic are their, book. But those are their first, true first, bro. Right. So that's why like Thor two twenty nine has gone up because there's an ad for the first Prince of Wolverine in yep. Hulk one eighty one. That's yeah. so dumb. 
I mean, if it matters to you and you're collecting, then get it. But guess who got that book? <laughs> <laughs> Does have two thumbs and his name is Chris? That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> One, two. Yes, two. Yeah, yeah, two, two thumbs. I had to count. Well, uh, what do you guys say we get into a couple of uh, books that we read this yeah, week? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Who would like to go first? What did um, you read you this week, Chad? Yeah, there you go. I guess I'll go first. Thank you for asking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I read Maestro Number 5. So I gave you that variant cover because I thought it was pretty cool. I it like was, it. Did you like it? Okay, yeah, cool. I just do. Because sure. I did, uh, like, I like to look through them just in case because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you never know. And I was like, I like this. I like this one a lot. We kind of spoil Chad. So. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. Well, Chad <laughs> was there for us when we were shut down during COVID. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. we take care of this guy. I do what I can. I go where I'm needed. <laughs> I do really appreciate you guys, though. Like, there there have been times where it has it has helped. You know what I mean? Like, you uh, you're like, I thought you might want this, but it wasn't on your list. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, absolutely, totally. So, and I, I can't. I try to be that guy, but I can't always get it. So, yeah. you know, always do your homework before you come in, guys. Right. But and it's hard to be that guy for all of our subscribers. And it's funny because some s- subscribers like expect it. Yeah, and they get kind of annoyed when you're like, "Well, you know, I like this stuff." I'm like, "Right, I, I do, do, but I mean, but then you know, I have nothing. To you put know, on you the like shelf. it too, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you can just as easily tell me what you want, <laughs> and, and don't don't get me wrong, guys. I, I'm more than happy to do anything and everything yeah. for our subscribers. Seriously, right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, because that's that's the thing that helps keep it alive. Right. It's like we know we've sold these, so I can. Well, and it's what sets us apart from just buying this stuff on Amazon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the customer experience is huge when it comes to a comic book shop. So. Yeah. So when you come to Astro Zombies, it's all about the experience, man. The Jimi Hendrix experience. Which we have on vinyl. It's on vinyl (laughs) right there. It's available right now. (laughs) But essentially, like, if you want to, if you're, if you're a subscriber and you're listening to this or you're just a customer who wants to, who's thinking about being a subscriber, just communicate with us what you want. I mean, we'll do what we can to help you out, but uh, we have to know what's going on. That's and that is I mean that is one of the important things is a lot of times going into a comic book shop it's overwhelming. Oh, I mean sure. there's there's comic books yeah. from the ceiling to the floor back there. Literally from yeah. ceiling to floor. Yeah. <laughs> and and so it, it it can be intimidating and even I still have a, a problem sometimes when I come in and I'm like, "Well, I want to look through that stack of Superman comics up there." And like you have to get the ladder out and it's a big thing. We're happy to do it though. Right, exactly. You guys you guys always help me out, and every time, like, I'm like, no, that's not in there. You're like, well, it could be in this one. You need to look through a different stack. So it's I appreciate it, and it's important to communicate what you're looking for, what you want, because that's how they know. Because yeah, as, as much as uh, telepathy would be nice to have, mm. I don't possess it at the moment. Wait, not currently. What? Yeah, I can't read minds, dude. You really need to stop telling me that. That I can't read minds? <laughs> no, that you can. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Maestro number five. Uh, Peter David's the writer. Artist is German Peralta. Color artist, Jesus Alberto. It's probably Herman would be my guess. I, I believe it is, yeah. yeah. Herman Peralta. And I've even heard his name before. As soon as I said his last name, I was like, I did that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um and then there's a couple other people 
on board there. I mean, we're all white guys. Let's try not to be that white. I know. I'm tr- I try e, my best. Bro. I try my best. Uh, so this is actually the final issue of Maestro, which I didn't realize. Yeah, For it's a, now. Well, so well, there's correct. another series yeah. coming out. Right, right, yeah. right. But that's the end of this run. Yeah, this limited series. Which, is right, which as I right. start to talk about it, then I'll end with that. How do we know? <laughs> <laughs> Cut this out. <laughs> so, so Star Wars Son of Darth Maul, Son of Death Mirror, number one, 160 bucks. Okay. No, it's not bad. Probably more with Ray Park's signature. Yeah. Uh, maybe. maybe. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. I mean, wait till he dies. Aww, he was the yeah. guy that played him. I mean, yeah. Ray Park is the reason that guy's badass. Right. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. We don't get that sweet lightsaber battle at the end of Phantom Menace without him. So. Right. The Duel of Fates. Duel of the Fates. So <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what's in what what's the fate of Maestro? Maestro. Um so spoiler for issue number 4. Spoiler uh, alert. The spoiler Hulk alert. and um Hercules actually got into a fight. A fist fight, even. Well, they got into a fight, but then Hercules was beating the crap out of Hulk. And because this Hulk is more Bruce Banner, he doesn't get more powerful as he gets, like, beat up and angry. Hmm. And so he got to a point where he, like, he told Hercules, I give in. It's cool. It's cool, bro. It's cool, bro. And then he stood up, and Hercules was like, "All right, now we're now we embrace. Stand up." <laughs> and he gives him a hug, and he's like, "Ah, oh, blah 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 blah. We're friends, and we just that's how we have our disagreements, right?" <laughs> um, Which Hulk, sounds like however, Hercules, at least the Marvel version of Hercules. Yeah, he's right. a joker. He's a joker. Mm. He 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 means well. Um, so this one opens with. Uh, <laughs> So it opens with uh, Hercules on a cart, dead, uh, because in the at the end of the previous issue, Hulk came back and uh, killed him. <laughs> he killed uh, Hercules. Hercules. Oh, really? Yep. So, hmm. because Hercules was maestro. Yeah. Right. He was in charge of like what was left of New York, right? Yep. Yeah. And so we got this scene where he, he's. He's burning the body of Hercules to, uh, you know, to make a show to all the people that hey, I'm in he's charge. Gone. Now. I'm yeah. in charge now, yeah. and there's this whole like, f- the crowd is arguing with them about like, well, maybe we should have a vote. Yes, I would like to have a vote. <laughs> voting sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> and Hulk is like, no, voting's stupid. <laughs> Voting's for suckers that can't make up their own mind. Right. So he like he brings out the I don't know what these metal robot dogs are, but essentially it's crowd control. Rogs. What are they? Rogs. 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 Robot dogs. Okay. Robo dog. I'm dumb. Um and so I'm trying to (laughs) trying to gather my thoughts. That's a really cool picture there. Whoa, who's that guy? Oh, that's great. That's Hercules. Oh, that looks like Johnny Storm. <laughs> <laughs> so as he's on fire, Hercules comes back to life, essentially. Or he's not quite dead yet. <laughs> not quite there, the dead Empire yet. number one is first thrown. You were right. Hey. Hey. How much hey. was it? Uh, I just looked up the first appearance. I didn't look up to see how much it was. Worth. Okay. Um, so they start fighting again because Hercules is a demigod, so he kind of came back to life or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but there's a I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure who these people are. If you read this book, you will. Um, but, uh, somebody takes a shot at him with a special gun at her, at, uh, the Hulk because it was invented by forge to kill Hulk. Oh, wow. oh that's cool. But they missed. Oh, those suckers. And Hercules <laughs> is really no more. <laughs> um, so basically it, it goes on to kind of solidify Hulk as maestro. He kind of has right. that incident with Hercules to show everybody he's in charge now, right? And then um, at the end, basically, there's one of one of Hercules, one of Hercules's. Hercules. Yeah. Uh, one of his guys is kind of helping Hulk out because he knows. <laughs> like, he can see it. He's <laughs> like, this is not going to end well. It's, t- <laughs> it's time to play the survival game. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So he's yeah. like, hey, what hey, would you like? I need some you help. Like, I'm your boy. Yeah, he's like, well, back, son. show me to the throne room. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> he's like the star scream, like groveling. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's it, it it's been a, it, it was an interesting run. I really liked it. Um, there are a couple, it started out strong and it, I, I don't want to say it ended super like fantastically, but the fight with, um, Hercules on fire is really cool. But like after that, it's just kind of setting the pieces, I think, to set up for the next uh, iteration. So what it did was it set up. This is the Star Wars Episode 1, 2, and 3 of Maestro, because Maestro already existed 10 years ago in the Ultimate Universe, whatever, right. right? So this is giving us the backstory as to how Maestro became Maestro, and that's the whole point of this book. Right. So, And those are always weird, because they right. have to fit them into context. And you already know the end. Right. You <laughs> already know. <laughs> There's yeah. no. I'm not but, worried about him dying. Yeah. I mean, you know? yeah, exactly. I mean, he's the Hulk. Of course you don't. But the fun <laughs> is the fun is seeing how you get there. Like, right, right, right. And right. some people love stories like that, and some people are like, meh, I don't need that. And so Fair th- enough. So this one ends that miniseries. It's just five issues. And then there's going to be a Maestro War and Pax number one. Which I think is weird. Is yeah. it because it's Greg Pax? Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Pax? I don't, I don't know who <laughs> Pax... I don't know what what war and pax means, but pax is Latin for peace. Oh, boom! Knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Jason. That's awesome. Um, I don't well, know there what we pax go. means, but it's probably garbage. Oh, it's probably peace. dumb. Oh. I, I thought it oh. might be a character, but no, Never that mind. makes sense. War and peace. War and character. Um, so that'll be interesting because I'm I'm curious to see if this next volume leads into an in between his the beginning days of maestro or if it's going to be set after where maestro is old and you have to come to peace with something it's gotta i gotta get know. that white hair somehow that's you right. have to come to pax with something that's right come to pax <laughs> i just i just one? inject one latin word in my sentences a day <laughs> today it's pax there's a like gaming convention called pax it's penny arcade expo yeah Oh, mm-hmm. so a lot of people when they're hearing you say Pax over and over again, they're like Pax East. <laughs> well, I've been there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Pax. <laughs> I've won the Street Fighter tournament. <laughs> uh, so, the way I'm going to rate this book is whether or not I'm going to jump onto War and Pax or not, and I'm on board. 
So yeah. same, and I think I signed Peter up Peter David's writing it again, right? Yeah, Peter David yeah. is. If you don't know, Peter David has the pro- most prolific. Oh, potentially. Yeah. He's probably written more Hulk issues run. of Hulk than anybody right, else. Right, yeah. He's he's arguably the the master of Hulk. Hulk master. Right. Hulk master. Hulk master. That's going to be, you know, there's Savage Hulk, World Breaker Hulk. Hulk master's the next step. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. He's the king of Hulks. He just becomes a celestial and you know, just yeah. you know, just a celestial. <laughs> you might actually have a good. You may actually have an idea there. <laughs> They're going to steal it. Marvel yeah. call me. Yeah. Marvel call me. I'm cool with it. You said it on a podcast. Give me the money. You said it on a podcast. It's fair game. Ah, uh, damn it. <laughs> um, I'm Cut going to. I'm going to, the, I'm going to the county clerk right now. <laughs> posting that I made that stuff up. And then and then Marvel's like, well, you're kind of doing it with an IP that already belongs right, to us, so you can't really do that. Our, <laughs> yes. Those loopholes that they have about Stupid owning stuff. Creative. <laughs> I, think I don't think it's a loophole. Rights. It's pretty straightforward. They're like, yeah, Stop you can't reason, copy. Jason. You can't copyright a thing that involves a character we already own. Yeah, lies. I mean, I guess that's true. Yeah. What are you gonna Whatever. do? Anyway, so is there anything else you wanted to say about Maestro? Nope. I think that was it. Right on. Cool. Yeah. So let's talk about a book that has no Hulk in it at all, and that is the King in Black. Number two, which is what I read this week. So we know, if you listened to the podcast last week, the reason the Hulk isn't in it is because of what happened in the Hulk, King and Black book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that silent uh, issue, yeah. Right, right. The silent issue is... He's he's running around New York with childlike joy. (laughs) Childlike joy and (laughs) the presents that he stole from people who were now dead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) People who got ate. Eaten. Yeah. I think that was a brilliant way of them to be like, uh, let's get the Hulk out of the picture so that this is actually compelling. Yeah, so that there isn't just Hulk smashing. Right, Hulk everything. smash. Yeah. And Noel's like, ow, stop it. And frankly, with how a mortal Hulk has been recently, like he might have just thrown in with Noel. <laughs> just being like, hey. So, I mean, we're dealing with the green door, and he's mostly the blackness. So we don't, I mean, like is you know, the level below hell where where the leader and his father are which, and where they go to when they die. like Which sounds kind of like a place that Noel might know a thing or two about, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, he is the void. Um, anyway, so this is uh, King in Black number two, uh, read, written by Donnie Cates, uh, drawn by Ryan Stegman, J.P. Mayer is the inker, Frank Martin on colors, and uh, V.C.'s Clayton Cowles on the letter. On letters. So he did one letter. <laughs> he did one letter. It's this one, the S. <laughs> the S and smash. <laughs> um, so this, there's been so many like big Marvel events in the last couple of years. That feels like one a year at least. Oh, it's, it's been a few a year, I feel like, at they're, this point. They're yeah. starting to get like back to back. Yeah, I mean <laughs> they're just leading to each other. Empire just finished, and War feels, of Realms finished right before that. So now yeah. we're in King and Black. It and feels like I was putting the trade for Empire on the shelf the week that King and Black number one came out. I don't know if that was true, but that's kind of what it feels like. It might right. as well be. Um, Seriously, yeah. <laughs> so there's there's got to be something that sets these events apart. Otherwise, they're just another comic book story. And I think the King in Black is in the process of making that happen. We're only two issues into the main storyline, and we're one issue into a lot of the tie-ins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the tie-ins haven't even come out yet. That's completely true. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's in, in a Marvel event fashion, there's going to be a million tie-ins, and you can kind of 
pick and choose what you what you so far it seems like they're doing the main book and one side book yeah then they'll have the other comics that tie into it in their regular series yeah but it looks like it's just one so far but i think it's gonna be more than that soon one of the things that we were talking about is that namor tie-in yeah we read that and we were both like what is what the what does this have to do nothing but in this issue it ends up that ends up mattering. Right, right. So another that's another thing that I com- was kind of my complaint about Empire is like, why are these, like, why <laughs> are some of these tie-ins happening? Like, right. why does this exist? And then the there was that- Cell Comics. Then there was that whole chunk of, like, I think the last issue of Empire that was, like, literally word for word also from the- from that like the, so lazy from the issue of Fantastic Four right, from like right. the week before or whatever yeah, yeah it was like There's the, the same whole scene. scene yeah it was the whole scene it was literally word for word because yeah. it would because it was they were both read by Dan Slott <laughs> thanks Dan yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice cha-ching he's like oh I get to do this and it'll be super easy but I think but this that doesn't seem to be what's happening here so far but I wanted to bring this up one because I want I wanted to get the word out. I want people to know that this is out there. So if they want to come in and check it out, they know we have it. Um, but essentially, <laughs> things are things are going downhill quickly in the Marvel universe. So Null has been coming. Null has been on his way to Earth for about the last six months or so of of Marvel of Marvel co- comics. Space is big. It Space takes him a is while big. To get yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it takes light millions of years to get from one place to another, right? One million light year away, yeah. There you go. If that is Thanks so much. distance. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's not 12 to... parsecs. It's one million light years. So, <laughs> wow. I'm very sorry. One of the things that's that's very striking about this is this is the second issue, and a lot happens in this issue. And it's <laughs> we're only two issues in. Like Tony, like Tony Stark formulates a plan, executes on the plan, and then the plan doesn't work. Nice. In this book, yeah. It's in not like one book, of those things yeah. where he's like, let's do this, and then they drag it out to the next issue where it happens, and then in the third issue, they're like, ah, oh, that didn't work. We got to do something else. That's not how this goes down. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, another thing that I think is a big strength of this is I love the way Donnie Cates writes Peter Parker. He, uh, he he writes Peter Parker as a goofball, because he is. He's supposed to be. But he's a goofball that cares. Like, he's so sincere about everything. Right. And I think Donny Cates understands that. And this, like, while this is sort of a Venom-centric event, Eddie Brock is sort of out of commission during this issue, and I don't want to spoil too much. So we focus on Peter a lot. And and I, I love that. So I do have an issue with the the Peter thing, though. What's up? Like, his mask is ripped conveniently just so his mouth is exposed. The rest of his costume, totally cool. They do that with Spider-Man all the time. Even in the movies, you know, you're like, ah, well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whatever. (laughs) They love to get Tom Holland's mask off. They love that. He just takes that thing off, dude. He's just like, hi, I'm Peter Parker. It's like, you're you're telling everyone what's going on. Keep your mask on, you idiots. What's the point of secret identity? Like, not holding on to spoilers very well in the movies. Oh, (laughs) in real life. Yeah, so he's probably just all like, I'm (laughs) Spider-Man. They're like, cut. Tom, you you took off your mask again. the, The worst MCU spoiler I've ever seen given out in like an interview or something was not Tom Holland. It was Mark Ruffalo. 
Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's, I, I remember what you're talking about. He did an, they were doing an interview for Infinity War, oh, and it was him and Anthony Mackie sitting in the, or Don Cheadle. It was him and Don Cheadle sitting in in an interview, being interviewed together, like on one of those press circuits. And if you don't know anything about those press circuits, they are brutal on the actor. Right. So, oh, yeah. Like, they, they put the actor in a room, and then press outlet after press outlet will just come in just mm-hmm. just and then they basically answer the same five questions over right. and over right. and over again all day and it just fries their brain they talk all actors will talk all all the time about how press junkets are just are just brutal nightmare and so they're talking and mark ruffalo accidentally lets it slip that everybody pretty much everybody dies at the end of infinity war no <laughs> 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 and then you can see it on his face his like eyes get all wide and he's like oh man you think I'm, he turns he turns to don Cheadle and he's like you think i'm going to get in trouble for that <laughs> and don Cheadle's like i don't know man i don't know i have nothing to <laughs> yeah, say because I don't know. i'm not giving trouble <laughs> like, like i'm out of it i don't want anything to do with it but he totally he totally gives away the end of the movie like that's funny <laughs> and so it, and that was him Oops. not tom not tom holland well, I mean, what did the actor who plays Finn Boyega? He like left his script in the hotel room under yeah. the bed. Like he tells a story about how he like signed an NDA and was like, "Hey, you know, I'm not gonna. They, they don't tell anybody you're you're casting Star Wars yet. It's fine." And he like got in the cab to leave the where the meeting and told the cab driver. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> he's Oops. like, he's like, I can't keep this in. I'm in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's her face? Ray, she uh, she held it in. She was in a movie or a play or something. Yeah. And got the call and like had to go back into the movie or the play or whatever and like keep it a secret for days. And So do you know who Josh Gad is? He did yeah. the voice of Olaf in, in Frozen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, Book of Mormon. Yeah, they were in a movie together. I think it was murder on the orient express that they were in together the remake one that was yeah the remake one like last year or whatever yeah um and he did a whole bunch of these videos on his instagram where he would just like ambush daisy ridley and ask her a whole bunch of questions about (laughs) about star wars it's messed up (laughs) yeah it's funny she'd be like i'm not telling you anything so so i know we're off the rails for a second absolutely yeah but um why did she quit star wars like i get you want to go other paths or whatever but i mean like dude it's 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 a cash cow like it's the money like what well how many you, times has Han how many times has Harrison Ford quit Star Wars? But he she'll be never back. really has. I mean, there was nothing to yeah. do after the first three. He, so he them, was never involved. He so, wanted them to kill him in the in the first in the one. First one, yeah. Right. yeah. But do you? I mean, do she'll, you remember what happened with Rose? Well, she got yeah. Bam, she got. It was our fault. Right. Yeah. What happened with Rose? You right. Know? That's you what I'm saying. That, you the think that fans same, are assholes. You think that same stuff isn't happening to Daisy Ridley? Well, or, I'm sure it or, is, she left. or she doesn't want it to. And she's like, I got away. No, it was I've happening got... to Daisy Ridley. I'm sure it was. Of course yeah. it is. But this is her first movie. Yeah. Right? But she, had, she yeah. had no career prior to this. Well, the thing is, you don't she's need a big Star Wars After, star. Yeah. Like her, her ticket is written for the rest of her life. Yeah. Like, How many uh, Hating Christensen movies are out there? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, because the first movie he was in after Look at that how many freaking sucked. Mark Hamill movies there are. Carrie Fisher movies. Well, Mark like, Hamill. Mark, Mark Hamill, Hamill uh, was in the live action Guyver movie. <laughs> Dude. It's so bad, too. And Mark, exactly. And yeah. Mark Hamill switched to voice acting. Yeah. Because he had to. Because he couldn't do anything else. He also... <laughs> 
not because know. he's not talented. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I think right. I was going to say Harrison Ford is the only one that really got out of Star Wars. Exactly. He he yeah. was a, he's if you think about what Harrison Ford has been involved in. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's part of two of the biggest tri- trilogies of all time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right? Until and they were the only ones until we got the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say Terminator, but they've Alien. They've officially it's hard to count Alien or Terminator because they kind of three. Nobody liked three, right? Nobody liked Alien three. It was a box office dud. Right. right no, right. everybody still hates Terminator three. Oh, then yeah. they've erased it, so yeah, they don't really count as trilogies. I barely remember okay. it. <laughs> like I, I remember saw it that once, they were then Star Wars doesn't something? count as a trilogy anymore either because it's yeah a, it does it's a trilogy whatever of you call a nine movie thing. <laughs> it's a trilogy of trilogies. Yeah. There's three trilogies. It's well, if trilogy. you've got the, if you bring the expanded universe in and the other movies, they've done two non-trilogy movies at this point. See, I'm just saying. Plus a TV show. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Maestro, where we were are done you? Talking about, yeah, so yeah, now yeah, we're yeah. talking about this other. Now comic. we're talking about King and Black. Um, <laughs> and uh, I've totally lost my train of thought. Daisy yeah. Ridley, you were talking about, talking about Daisy Ridley. <laughs> so find your train of thought, and I'll be able to like edit all that out. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in there. No, I know. That's the point. <laughs> I was talking about how Peter Parker's mask is conveniently just ripped off on his mouth. That's yeah, how we got yeah, off yeah. The, the rails. So um. it's my fault. Point the finger at me. Send your hate mail to Los When is that your fault? <laughs> But it, it, one of the thing that really strikes me about this this event so far is how much has happened already in two two issues and a handful of of tie in books, which is a t- stark, completely different from Empire. Yeah, where issue five you were like, is anything ever going to happen? Yeah, right. it felt like it felt Empire felt like they were just standing around in a room for for f- like three of the five issues or whatever, and then making bad decisions. Yeah, it, it was it was it was rough. <laughs> Yeah. This seems to be the opposite thing where each issue is sort of like jam packed with with stuff that like the things look bad like they are not winning. I'm pretty sure that Null is going to be around for a while now. Okay. The, despite whatever because happens. Like this. Well, I mean if he's the way they're treating it. Well, if he's like if he's what they say they are and he's essentially like like a god of darkness like he existed like when when dark had first happened, he was born. Like when darkness first happened, he he began to exist. <laughs> What's the logistics of darkness first happening? <laughs> right. I mean, it's all like like flowery figurative speech, right? Right. But, yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, with a character like that, it's like you said we're talking about with Hercules. Like, is he really? Is a, they might beat they might beat the pants off of him, but he will he really truly die. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think I think Null Null has the potential i think to stick around in the marvel universe for a long time so there's this there's this interesting like conglomeration of characters that are in this book like it's sort of like what's left of the avengers what's left of the fantastic four the x-men are being obstinate because they have their own island to worry about or whatever (laughs) yeah so dumb. <laughs> I love They're this just bit. like we're good. I love this bit where like Blade is just like arguing with Professor with Professor X and Magneto. And he's like, "Listen, like you got like what do you think this isn't going to come for you?" Like <laughs> And here's the thing, in the first one they show a picture like an an exterior shot of the earth and it's completely covered. Yeah. I don't see how they like didn't cover Krakoa. 
at the same time. I'm know? sure we'll get an X-Men tie-in that explains why Krakoa has managed to stave it off so far or something, but... Bubble. Yeah. <laughs> bubble. It's a safety bubble. Big old, big old bubble. It's a, bi- a six-foot bubble. Jean Grey makes a telekinetic bubble as the phoenix. There you go. <laughs> and then uh, Namor shows up, and Namor, of course, shows up, and he's like, listen, I'm... I'm the king of the uh, king of the seas, and I since I'm sort of in charge of most of this planet, I guess I'll I guess I'll I'll stoop to join your little war against against this. I'm going on record again threat. to say I hate Namor. I like I, that dude. I, me I enjoy crazy. I enjoy Namor in small doses. Arrogant yeah. I enjoy bitch. him as like a as a supporting character, but a Namor series, I think, would be a bit much. And I think they have one in the 90s and it's garbage. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I was going to say, I think they've proven that to be the case. Um, <laughs> but I always enjoy when Namor shows up and tries to make everybody look stupid. And <laughs> Right. But they start to formulate a plan here, and I'm interested to see where it goes. Tony's plan, I think, doesn't go quite how he, how he hoped. But then we sort of show Dylan's powers, and Dylan is the son of Eddie Brock at this point. Okay. Dylan's powers are forced, they're kind of shown to everybody else in the room for the first time when he obliterates. What are his powers? He seems to be able to manipulate symbiotes, but I I think that's just what his power is going to be. But all they've really shown him doing so far is being able to just (laughs) obliterate them. That would be like, okay. like, how do we stop this big bad baddie? Oh, wait, we've got this kid who can just kill symbiotes. Okay, yeah. cool. The end. Well, in the first issue, he, like Null shows up and he's like, oh, you're the wrong Brock. I need Dylan. Yeah, yeah he's all pissed off yeah. and he drops him yeah. to his death. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why. <laughs> I think that's why. Uh, and I think the reason that Dylan can do this is because I think the I think he's actually the son of the symbiote and not, and not Eddie and Brock. Not Eddie. Yeah. Oh, he's... Oh. <laughs> or there's or there's some sort of little symbiote, bit of venom. Or at venom least there's some symbiote hijinks because Eddie was venom when he was when Dylan was conceived. Right. So, so he's got symbiote. There's some sort of symbiote stuff. Codex interesting in his in his genetic makeup. I think that's interesting. Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 Um, Never really thought of it before. You know? But this is yeah. a this is an event that's been sort of a that sort of had a long build up in what Donnie Case has been doing with Venom, and. I'm really interested to see where it goes. Um, I will be reading the next issue, or the re- at least the rest of the main thing. There okay. are definitely uh, tie-ins I'm going to not continue with. Like the I'm Union? Not, yeah, yeah, I'm not reading any more of that. I'm probably not going to read any more of the Namor one. Okay. And then... It, uh, it's... I mean, it seems non-consequential. We, we found out that it's not, but... Yeah, yeah. It still seems non-consequential, <laughs> even though we yeah. know it's not... I may I may read the Namor one. Uh, it kind of depends on what the week is like when like issue two comes out. Nothing happened in that first one. You're just like, well, oh, we, this is a backstory of Namor as a kid. We met those characters that they talk about in, in this issue, right? And then there's going to be some sort of thing that happens with that. I think that's going to be a three part thing. Yeah, um, most of the the <laughs> that's, side one shots are. I mean, the side minis are three issues. Yeah, but that's one of the things I do generally dislike is when they they do that you've got the main story and then you got the tie-ins with other books that are already out and they're like we have to figure out how to put this in that book and then they make non-existent books 
and and there's no, three of uh, absolutely. It's, it's too much sometimes. Yeah. And, so and with the X Men, that's why I jumped off the X Men completely. Oh, the Hickman thing. Yeah. yeah. So, I love the X Men Hickman thing, but it, you're absolutely right. Whereas it's too much of it. There's way too much going on. That one kind of really sucks because you have to get it all because right. important things happen in every book. Marauders, yeah. crazy things are happening. Wolverine, things are happening. Like you have to get all of those books. Otherwise, you have no idea what's if, happening in the next issue. If you were, if you were a specifically X Men fan, mm-hmm. I think you'd be able to do it. And I think, like you're saying, I think it's probably a really good story. It's just so complicated and involves all the different things. But as like a more general comic book person, I like image. I like this. I like that. It's it we, becomes we have, too much. We have several subscribers who are just X-Men subscribers. Right. They subscribe to all they do subscribe to is just all the X-Men books. And <laughs> like I, I go to grab like for instance Eric's box Eric's box. Yeah. And Eric has a stack of books in his box and they're all just X-Men. Yeah, that's all he gets. So the Hickman X-Men thing is particularly frustrating because it's like an event. Like it's like it's a crossover event. Yeah. But it's all they're all ongoings. <laughs> Like right, they, all of them are ongoing. Yeah, none of it is like Except a, for Fallen Angels, which got canceled immediately. Yeah, and then you know they they he'll Hickman will put out a uh, one of those giant size X Men things like those one shots here mm-hmm. and there, and those are confusing because you never know. <laughs> like, is it important? Is it not, about Nightcrawler's is giant sizes is not about Nightcrawler, but okay. Yeah, but it is. It it does sort of build into the overall story of the thing. Right. So. If so, you're an X-Men fan, you're spending a lot of money on comics right now. A lot of times yeah. those, and Empire is kind of one of the examples where, you know, you got these big, big stories and they have their opportunities to either resurrect teams, bring in characters that they haven't used in a while. And that's what the big, these big things are for, is you can kind of, okay, let's explore this person. They don't have their own book, right. but a lot of people like these characters, you know? So let's let's find a way to tie them into the story. If they make it in a way where it's tied into the story, but it only has effect on that persona, cool. If if it's a side story and it has huge ramifications on the mini, that's an issue. Because then I didn't know that I had to get this, or I didn't want to get this, because I'm just collecting... I'm, I just, I'm on for King and Black 1 through 6, and that's it, right? All those other stories, which is the problem with the X-Men 1... Mm-hmm. You have to get them all. Otherwise, you're missing huge chunks of the storyline. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things. So the King in Black is two issues in with the yeah. main series, and, and you're on there's, board. There's a Oh, yeah, I'm on board with the main series, and I'm going to check out the first issue of, at least the first issue of each of the, the tie-ins. Okay. Because, well, I read all the new number ones, but... Uh, yeah. For the shop. But I think if, if I were... If I were not at working here, I would probably just cherry pick the ones that okay. seemed interesting to me, yeah. or that focused on characters that I already care about. Yeah, that's why I picked up the Immortal Hulk one. Like I probably would have skipped the Black Cat one uh, if I was just a customer here. Yeah, the Union. I would have never even looked at that book. Yeah, I would have. I would have skipped that it. too. I might have to try and jump on. Just the main it's series. It's a fun though. book. It's a fun just book. The main series. We have one and two on the wall still. Yeah, plenty we of, do. Plenty of them. Cool. I think we're out of the A cover of one. Yeah, we don't have B, any. C, and D. We don't have any more A covers, but we plenty of variants left for issue one. Regular and, price variants, not just your up. And price, issue two just came out today, so we still yeah. have. We definitely still have copies of that as well. Cool. As well as incentive variants and pricey variants and 
you pricey can, you, you can come in and spend a lot of money on on King and Black today. That's tomorrow true. If you it's want true. To. You yeah. can spend three hundred dollars and only have four comics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how spent it goes. that and only had one. <laughs> um, that was a one in three hundred cover, man. <laughs> I swear. What's the most you ever spent on a comic book, Chad? Uh, the most I've ever spent on a comic book, I believe, was that Fantastic Four, which when I bought it, I think I spent four hundred on it. Nice. Yeah, it's definitely worth more than that now. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. What's the most you've ever spent on a book? So that's a tough question. Um, like as an individual comic book or a collection? Because, you know, I individual. buy collections and that's kind of what I do. Uh, is I'll okay. buy collections yeah. so I get the comics I'm trying to get. It is a little get. harder for you. Have you, ever, have you ever dropped like a like a chunk of cash on one book before? Not really, man. Like You've just done all your stuff through buying collections? Yeah, and I... And I, mean, I that's I, a good way to do I it. Will, right. I will kind of go without things in order to wait to get a deal on them. Yeah, but that's yeah. definitely biting me in the ass for Giant Size X Men number one. Right, which at this rate I'm willing to spend a grand on. Like yeah. if I can find a copy, I'm willing to spend a thousand dollars. That's on it. that's one of the ones that I want to find, and I'm around a grand. Avengers mm-hmm. number one, Ooh, I'm around one. two or three. I don't but. think um, I don't think I've ever spent more than like fifty bucks. Okay. How much was that Young Avengers number one? Do you remember? I think it was sixty. Yeah, like and I bought it with my store discount, so. It was around fifty bucks. Right, yeah. It's like fifty five or something. I'm sure I've spent a hundred bucks on a comic somewhere. Yeah, but I mean, I know I've dropped like here's five hundred dollars and I'm walking away with twenty long boxes. Yeah, or short boxes. So yeah, yeah, you know, um, more than once. And you bought the collection for like a handful of the books that weren't right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I granted I'm stuck with nine thousand DC books I don't want, <laughs> but you know I did get. You know, a great copy of the Killing Joke, and yeah, you got that that collection ended up being quite a quite a find for you. There was I no one to find that like find these people that sell collections like that. It's just hard so to find. I literally every single time that I've come across one of those big collections, it's happened four times. Every time it's been, I'm not trying to brag here, but I, it's because I've nurtured a relationship with that person, right? And yeah. then they're like, hey, you know. I'm coming to you you're because into I books. know that you're not gonna. Right. You're gonna look through here, find uh, Action Comics number one, and pretend you didn't see it. Right. You know what I mean. <laughs> and I've had the same. I've had exactly. the same thing, but at a much smaller scale. Which right. is what I've it's all about. Before, yeah. yeah. And I've bought some collections where I didn't realize that that I didn't give them enough money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're like I accidentally ripped them off. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Uh, that's. I bought the the one I was talking about specifically. I spent like five hundred bucks on it. It was twenty short boxes, and it was mostly Valiant and Image stuff. But there was some Marvel stuff in there. Yeah, of course there was one Amazing three hundred. There was like ten uh, Venom Lethal Protector number ones, and I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And I completely put it off and didn't even think about it. Then fast forward like ten years later, I'm like, okay, I need to go through this collection and kind of weed out some stuff. I find a Black Error variant of that number one and the gold cover of that number one. Oh, okay. So I probably owe you some money there, buddy. <laughs> um, I mean, when you're when you're buying a collection like that, you can't literally go through and value everything. Right, right, exactly. It, it is a it is a thing that it's on the person selling's responsibility as well. Kind of. They right. they really if they wanted to put the time and effort into right. pricing everything out and selling the big things individually 
that's the route they would take. Right. Instead of just unloading the Be whole like, thing. I need to get rid of this. Yeah. For a chunk and, of and cash. And that goes for people that sell us comic books here in the shop or Absolutely. collectible toys. You know, it's it's you will make more money if you sell them individually. Okay. You yeah. look at something on eBay, it's worth $100 in perfect condition. You're like, yeah, mine's close to perfect condition. Maybe it's not perfect. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not the expert. You bring it to me, I'll give you a percentage of what I can sell it for. Right. I'm not going to give you what it's worth, right. period. Yeah. There's no way. I'm not, I'm not trading because I want it in my collection. You know, people think that. Yeah. This Somebody today was like, hey, I'll trade you this, this one uh, action figure figures, yeah. for this other action figure. And I'm like, mm, that's not how it works. One, I've got... I've got that action figure already. Right. On the shelf, plus several in the warehouse. So this is a business. It's not a right. museum. Right? We're not doing like yeah. Yeah, straight yeah. across trades for stuff because that's that we don't make money that way. Yeah, and there's no <laughs> that's called collecting. That's not what this yeah. is about. You're right. the collector, I am your drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean that's exactly what it is. I mean right. there's tons of things that I come in here that I still look at and still kinda want, but I'm like Buy them. I just you need it, Chad. Chad. Well, Buy it's it. the it's that stupid turtle van, but I, the one we just got back in. Oh, is that like back in? It's literally the same exact one. Oh, the really? guy who bought it came back with it. I don't know if that's true. Really? I oh. haven't gotten the full story on it. It happened when I was off. Oh, yes, right. It Mike did it, but I'm pretty sure it's the same guy because <laughs> <laughs> he called the day before. And, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. How much is it? How much is it? 200 I think 100 okay. 200 yeah I'm not sure it's I think cool. it's 200 Did you see those uh, Did you see those Original comic ones That we got in this week Chad Oh you haven't even those Seen figures? those figures The deluxe I'm gonna have to look It's at the those Eastman and Laird All red they're, they're right up your alley bud All red bandana <laughs> You guys <laughs> Oversized They're deluxe Listen So I read a comic book Called Crossover Number two Here's the thing <laughs> yeah. Speaking of comic book shops There's <laughs> yeah, a comic totally. book shop In this book Yes Ooh, there is Nice um, This did not come out This week Okay. This is me catching up on my pile. Cool. And me deciding that I liked it enough to review it. And it's on number two. Perfect. We're sold out of this comic book. So Both I'm reviewing a comic book two, that right? you can't even buy. Right. Yeah. These are, these I are literally books have I a number two. The only number on. two I have is the one that I'm holding in my hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to talk about it because it's an interesting comic book. And yeah, it's been it's getting great. some flack. I think we might still have the secret variant of number one. We do on have the shelf. secret variant yeah. of number one, but it's like 60 bucks or something crazy. Yeah. It's expensive. Woo. Not for me. Yeah, right? It's a cool little concept, the secret variants. Secret variants are a weird thing. And yeah. uh, Donnie Cates showing up for the second time on this episode. That's, that's yeah, I was going to be oh, cool. totally. It's like, Donnie Cates is a prolific. He doesn't just do Marvel, but I mean, he's nearly exclusive to Marvel, but this is one of the exceptions. It's an image book. It's called Crossover. It's uh, Donnie Cates, Jeff Shaw. Jeff Shaw, um, you worked with him on uh, God Country. Was it God Country? Didn't yeah. he do something else? He does covers for a lot of the Kate's books. He oh, I might be thinking of someone else. He um, he's he, done Thor. He did the Thanos run with him for sure. I there, know for sure that I, he did. I knew I knew there was something else. Yeah, but he's done covers for the Thor books. Um, anything that like I said, the Kate's is on. He's done some way been involved with, and not necessarily the interior art, but he'll do a cover or yeah, he'll do like a variant cover um, or something. Man, there's a. I went to his website last night and. There is an amazing Art Adams Wolverine homage that he did. Uh, Art Adams is great. Yeah. That guy is super good, and you can tell it's his art first glance. If you know him, right, it's him. And that's what I like. You know, I like artists like that. Sam Keith. I mean, his he's weird, but that's what I like about him. You <laughs> right. know? 
Like I love Sam Keith's art just because it's bizarre, and that's what I'm all about. Just like uh, can't remember his name, Trad. Trad Moore. Trad Moore. Thank you. Yeah, I know that name. What? What? <laughs> he did a cover for a book this week. Uh, you didn't. Oh, I remember what you're talking Surfer? about. But I can't. it wasn't. No, it's okay. DC. It was. Um, he did a variant for something, and I'm blanking on it. Well, anyways. I don't remember it either. So we're gonna move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, oh, he worked on the Juggernaut book. book. Uh, Jeff Shaw did. Oh, gotcha. So, and he worked on Ghost Rider, lots of stuff. So this comic book is. Have you ever watched Armageddon or the movie Volcano yeah. or any movie that's got like a large natural right. disaster? We kind of talked about this with that kaiju okay. score book. Yeah, where like they just treat the kaiju's as a hurricane. Right. Yeah, yeah. So this book is they're so used to it at this point. It's just another like all right, thing batten up the hatches for a giant monster <laughs> attack and then we'll move on with our lives after it's over. Yeah. So this book is kind of in that way where it's about a big event. It's called the event. And it changed the world because all of a sudden out of nowhere in Colorado, um, all the superheroes Magically appear and are in this huge battle, and they completely destroy Denver. Denver, yeah. And so then they put them in a bubble to try and contain them. Yeah. So one of the superheroes or something puts contains the whole thing in a bubble so that it doesn't spread to the rest the rest of, of the world. Right. But they're all it's all affected. And this is supposed to take place like like in our world. Like right. It's, it's real. Yeah. And what's cool about it, you know, it's an image comic book, but you literally see Superman. You literally see. Right superheroes that are from other things and, and I really was like or just How? enough of them to not be a right, right, copyright right. infringement oh, yeah. okay there's super guy and that's bat dude and you have and to do quick questions you have to do just enough to be able to argue fair use yeah. right yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I don't want to derail it but that's I cool. do have an interesting question because that's what you're saying is it's takes place in our world mm-hmm. all these things popped into existence do you think that's where that comic book blood whatever came solid from? blood solid blood came from like I mean, is maybe. that because it's both image it is image so i wonder if that idea you never they, know they would talk to each other and they were like oh yeah everything's coming in from all these different worlds make a comic book <laughs> it, it's totally possible that's a good I idea mean, that'd be you never know it, it goes to that thing that we talked about crossover before. and yeah, that's literally you know the name is a double entendre. Right. You know, all these superheroes cross over from their dimension and the our dimension. That's the book, cool. This, the book is very meta. Like, they, they call it the event, and literally they mean, like, like it's a it's a comic book event. Right. Right. That is That breached over into our universe somehow. God, why didn't I buy the first one? You can. The Secret Variants, right over there. It's too much money. <laughs> I think I tried to get you to, and you didn't do it. You did. Yeah, it's almost like you should listen it to It feels like it's a love letter to the comic books by Donny Cates. You know, like where he's he's waxing poetic about these different superheroes and yeah. and how cool it is. But here's the thing: everybody hates superheroes now because of the crossover, because, because of people, the event, because people died. Like it was yeah. catastrophic. They destroyed oh, wow. Denver. You know, millions of people are dead, yeah. and it's still happening. It's just contained within that bubble. So the rest of the world is like, screw comic books, f comic book shops. F comic book creators. Right, right. Yeah. Every So all of a sudden, all these people that, you know, we're kind of in the heyday of comic books as far as popularity. <laughs> the, uh, and they if, are hated. If yeah. you don't mind, no, I'm going to go talk ahead, about man. the first yeah, page please. here. Um, like literally the first page, it's a news report where the news reporter is saying that Brian K. Vaughn, 
acclaimed <laughs> Marvel comics writer, has been found brutally murdered today in his palatial New York home. Which is a shot at him, by the way. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Palatial. <laughs> I bet he is living in a palace I mean, in New York. Yeah, Brian totally. K. Vaughn is doing all right. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's, always, he's but doing yeah, all right. For sure. Um, and then there's like, it's like a, <laughs> there's like a news banner at the bottom of the thing that says, 14th comic book writer to be found dead in the last three weeks. Chip Zdarsky, Scott Snyder, and Robert Kirkman still missing. Yeah, Robert Kirkman. <laughs> yeah, Chip Zdarsky, you know. Robert Kirkman. Yeah. Well, solid blood. So yeah, like, absolutely. Well, image. So it's just, it's it's fun. It's just a fun little, it, like you said, it's basically Donny Cates' like love letter to comic books. And like, like the comic, not just comic books, but the comic book industry as well. Right. right. Yeah. There's a reason that the main characters of this book work are comic book shop employees. <laughs> right. It's um it's a fun comic book that that has a lot of Easter eggs, you know, and we all love Easter eggs. You're like, oh yeah. Oh, they didn't say I mean there's the third page here, it shows their super prison, right? And the super prison you can tell it's all these people in jail cells. And they don't show who it is, but I mean there's Batman's cowl and his obvious, um, you know, razor yeah. his fins on his gauntlets, right? Um, I believe that this is, uh, is that Mr. Freeze or uh, what's uh, Captain Cold? Um, there's Wonder Woman. She's got her lasso. I would not put Wonder Woman in jail with her lasso. <laughs> well, on. that's the funny thing is all of these all of these heroes are just in prison in their costumes. Right. And right. here's the thing. the thing. You just yeah, see his yeah. hand. Right. So, I mean, full of Easter eggs. And that's what's that's cool. fun about this book. You know, Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw are putting characters that they love just so you can see them you know and i mean this art is spawn. And the colors look, look great now here's what's cool and this happened in the first issue <laughs> all this, this stupid cape coming this, out this right. cape doing that <laughs> dumb stuff that it always does who's this guy here do you recognize that so so what i was gonna get to is, i don't but that's spider-man yeah. <laughs> spider-man spider-man does whatever so it's the hand there's, next to there's Spider-Man. not everybody's contained in the bubble black panther maybe maybe so the whole point of the book is in the first issue, it, the main protagonist is a comic book employee and they're still open and they're getting bombarded and basically they torched the store. Yeah, there's like a religious protest like outside of outside of it. And as they're escaping, one of the they, they find the person and it's a little girl who is a comic book. And like, the way they portray the comic book people is oh, they're that's right. They have like the pointillism style of old printing. And it shows them, and then it shows that they're all in this kind of um, Guantanamo Bay. Okay. Um, like a holding area. Right. Anybody who's because it's not just the superheroes that cross over; it's everybody from all that universe, those universes. Okay. And so they are kind of being treated in these imprisonment camps, very similar to the Japanese. Just had a realization. Yeah, Let's yeah, yeah. Because I was wondering, like, the main character is a girl who worked in the comic book shop. Yeah, and I was like, why is she wearing a mask? Is that just like a weird cosplay thing she's doing? But she was wearing. I just realized she's wearing a mask because she doesn't want anybody to know her true identity. Yeah, because right. she works at a comic book store. Yep, which is extremely unpopular now. Right, right. Yeah. Comic book stores and comic books in general are just hated on. And so. it's like a really shitty disguise. It's just right over the eyes. Yeah, it's a domino well, it's, mask, dude. Yeah. This is Green Lantern's. Freaking thing, right? Just exactly. Not green. Like, the, and that's like meta green. in and it's, of itself. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a thousand superheroes whose yeah. <laughs> whose secret is yeah. <laughs> with just glasses. glasses. I always kind of figured that Hal Jordan just did the mask, and it's not a very good mask because 
secretly just he just wants everybody to know he's a <laughs> well, Green Lantern. The secret to Hal Jordan's Green Lantern and part of the reason that people didn't like the movie, but I did, is he doesn't have an imagination. And the ring is only as good as your imagination. Yeah. So if you can only think of huge fists punching things and machine guns, then that's all you're going to get. So his imagination doesn't let him have a good costume. It's just, so here's if, your shitty costume, dude. If we're going to go into into this, into this, oh, geez. down this road, I think that Hal Jordan, like, he's not particularly imaginative, so his constructs are, are boring. Amateur. Like, he, he he makes big fists, and he crashes big airplanes into people right? because he's a pilot. Mm-hmm. But he, the reason that he's the most, like, the greatest Green Lantern that ever, like, ever, basically, is because he just doesn't have any fear. Like, he... Right. And you and you need that to be a good Green Lantern. So, so do you say that Hal Jordan is the best Green Lantern ever, as a personal opinion, or is he like he's considered in in like the annals of Green Lanterns that like the Green Lantern Corps that he is the greatest greatest Green Lantern who ever lived. Which is crazy because he's also the one that was never should have gotten the ring in the first place. Yeah, you know. I mean, so. But I mean, but he did. He was the, the first. Ring was, he was the first human ever inducted into the Corps. The ring chose him. Yeah, the ring chose him. But what's-his-name died on Earth, right? Evan Sir, yeah. Yeah, so it just went to the closest person. Well, but the the Green Lanterns are it's split up into... The spa- universe is split up into space sectors, so there's a Green Lantern space for sectors. each space sector, and the R's is 2814, so... Right. Um, the, when a Green Lantern dies, the ring leaves and then selects a new candidate... Based on, like, you have the ability to overcome great fear, welcome to the Green Lantern Corps. That's what it says to you when it chooses you. And he just happened, like, he happened to be so without fear that while the ring had never chosen a human before, you could argue he was so stupid that the ring chose. (laughs) (laughs) And people, like, you know, people in Hal Jordan's life were like, yeah, you're, you don't now have any fear because you're an idiot. Right, right. You know, fear is a construct of uh, the fight or flight. Yeah. So when, that's actually one of the things that I think that Jeff Johns did really well with Hal Jordan is he gave him depth to there's more on just being yeah. a douchebag. Like he is like there's a reason Hal Jordan is this guy. Like there's a right. reason Hal Jordan is the first person to for for example to overcome the yellow impurity. Like <laughs> you know the <laughs> thing from the Silver Age where the Green Lantern ring wouldn't work on things that are yellow. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. You're like well, it's because every superhero has to have some flaw, some some way to make them a compelling character. You know, like Superman is already kind of boring because you can't really beat him. But Kryptonite, you know, you've got to have something that will make him vulnerable. Otherwise, there's not a compelling story to tell. Well, they eventually sort of gave him the like, he's vulnerable to like magic too. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Because magic he? would, you know, magic would affect him either way. Um, right, it has nothing to do with the yellow sun. It's it's a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so speaking of Superman, he's they they they're definitely sort of heavily implying that he has something to do with with what's happening in crossover. Yeah, yeah. They they talk about how there's somebody smuggling, like helping comic book characters get out of the dome. Right, and they sort of heavily imply that it's Superman, <laughs> which is cool. I mean, you know, you got to wonder is. Are we being led down the wrong path, or is it obvious? And if so, if it's obvious, is it because Donny Cates is a huge Don- Superman fan? You know, like I don't know. So 
it's hard to say. That's why this book is so cool because it's 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 like I said, the love letter to superhero comics, but it's image, so they can't say right out what's going on. Right. Yeah. They can't right. say Superman, Batman. Right. Right. But they're there. Yeah. So it's cool. The, I think the interesting thing here with this book is that he's building a. I'm I'm interested to see the rest of the world, like how this this world has changed since this event. And I think Donnie Cates is doing a good job of slowly revealing new things about this world and throughout the issues of the series. Right, we've gotten very little about the world so far. We've gotten more on the protagonist. One of the things that I I'm sorry I interrupted. No, 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 it's cool. One of the things that I've that I've actually seen him talking about online is how like he views this as an ongoing book. Like he's not thinking of this as a limited series. That's fantastic. I didn't realize that. He's like, this story may end, but like there's definitely more stories to be told in this world. So he views this as an ongoing thing. I don't know if logistically that'll be the case, but Depends on who it comes out as actually the one taking people out of the dome. Because if it ends and it's like, you, the reader, were the one doing it all along. <laughs> wow. Wow, you went there. <laughs> it's like, wow. Thank you, the reader. <laughs> the metaness of this just became stupid. Um, <laughs> pretty much. Well, I have stupid ideas, so. No, I actually think it's a fun. I, I, It'd be interesting. I'm but cool with it. I mean, eventually I, they'll make else worlds up. If I read the last issue of this, then that's the case. I'm just going to roll my eyes uh, right. and close I, it. I, I think just I text mean, Chad, you suck. You right. Suck, and then that's it. I mean, that might be. And, I mean, that might be. and then I'll scream at Donnie Cates about it on Twitter. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and, and that might be the, the meta idea behind it is that, you know, the people that are going in and taking these books out and reading these books are the people bringing them out into the world and talking about them. Um, but I hope they don't put that in as the story. There's though. definitely got to be some kind of underground following where people are like, I'm not mad at the superheroes because they don't know what's happening either, or do they? Right. You know? Well, there's got to be other people in the world that feel the same way as the characters in this book, right? Right, right. I mean, they're not the only comic book shop in Colorado. Yeah, or, you know, there's got to be other comic book shops where people are holding, holding out. Yeah. I know I would be. <laughs> but I'd be you like... Don't, you don't think you'd just be like, well, this is a dead industry, and then just move on? Mm, no. No. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Depends on how much money I had at the time. <laughs> yeah. Can yeah, I survive yeah. doing this still, you know? And and how was she open in the first one? You know, that's the that's the part that I was kind of like, how long ago did this event happen, and why are they just now deciding to lynch this comic book store? If, if it's remember, obvious. If you remember in that first issue, it's that, been a while that since store is pretty packed. Like, right? it looked like it did, it looks in that issue like it did today, a <laughs> year. Like it happens right then and there. Yeah, yeah, and they the uh the comic book character girl is just one of the people in the shop. And then yeah. somebody throws a Molotov cocktail. Well, but, cocktail but here's the thing, right remember the owner's not there because she's there to deal with it. Cuz he well, doesn't he want is to deal there. with it. Remember no, he's, she has to she finds him later in this comic. Isn't he um isn't he there's there's like a scene in the first issue where he's telling somebody that he doesn't want to buy their their like western comics or whatever. Was that the owner? Yeah, he's yeah, he's like we he's did. He just the leave the early then because she goes to him in this comic. Oh, I think and they was like, oh, hey, they uh, they burned down your shop. Sorry. I think they got <laughs> separated in the chaos, and then she okay. shows up at his that house, and she's like, "I'm sorry, it's all gone." Yeah, like it's yeah. just gone. Which one sucks. was more sensitive? The other one was more just 
plain fact. <laughs> what? The way that you were like, I'm sorry, it's all gone. And he was just all like, hey, it's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I'm sorry yeah. about your store. Like, that shit's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It's out of here. So, so little review. Um, Yes, I'm going to read the next book. It's, okay. Um, it's interesting. It's compelling. It's a cool little story. This book actually got some heat, like in the negative sense, because people yeah. were like, oh, I've read this before, blah, blah, blah. I'm not, don't ruin my superheroes for me. And you're like, what? That's the, that's, what? The, that's the one that gets me. They're like, you're ruining superheroes. Like, oh, no, no, he's well, not. He's writing, he's doing this this little story at image like your your marvel books and your dc books are just fine. fine yeah yeah totally i mean we've all wanted to write our own story i mean at least i have write my own superhero well, story. Right. Except, except for dc because rob liefeld says that dc is going to be closed by the end of the year but whatever yeah. rob knows everything dude. yeah Watch rob out. liefeld Quintessential comic book businessman. <laughs> good feet, good pouches. Good, I really like the wrinkles, <laughs> like all of them, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> uh, and anyways. I really love how he thinks he's the best things than sliced bread. Yeah, which is pretty common in those nineties image guys. I, I, I don't like Ralph Liefeld's art. I just don't. I never have. Even back then when everybody was on it, I was just like, eh, it's okay. I mean. Right. It's fine. It shows what's going on. Kind of. I mean, right. why is that gun so much bigger than the rest of everything in the picture? Yeah. You know, why are there so many wrinkles on his face and clothes? Why are there so many pouches everybody, on his pants? Everybody has the same exact bone structure. Do you ever notice that in his stuff? Everybody has these really high cheekbones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody Rob, has these. We still love you. I mean, it's, everybody it's has these little bitty waists and super broad shoulders. Huge shoulders. Yeah. And it, and you've heard me complain about this before. Alex Ross's male, older male face looks similar. Yeah. It's because you he, look at look at uh, Shazam. You know, Marvel. You look at oh, yeah. Superman. You look at Captain America. Like all of them have this chiseled. Rough man face. I think that's the, the the style that he chooses to do, though, because he 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 does his art in the idealistic, like early twentieth century, the early twentieth century ideal of what a man of what right, a, right, right. What a man the greatest generation. What a man at his peak looks like. Right, right. And it's a big dude, big barrel chested dude with a strong chin mm -hmm. and like jet black hair. Mm -hmm. And so he, when he draws Batman and Superman and whoever Shazam or whoever, that's what they end up looking like. And I get that, but I it still it. doesn't change the fact that they all look the same. Yeah, absolutely. Because Captain, he does Captain America that way too. That's what I was saying. Yeah. It's like Captain America and Superman. Like if you just took their faces out of context, yeah. and certain ones. I mean, there 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 are differences. Don't get me yeah. wrong. And I love Alex Ross's art. It's he amazing. Uses, uh, he uses models too, and he'll use like Most like do. he'll use like actors from the '40s as models for. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah, Alex Ross is great. I love yeah. him. I wish that his art wasn't so difficult that we could get like full books with interiors. Yeah. By right. Him, you know? I, just, I think it would be good, but <laughs> he <laughs> just doesn't. It'd have take the, him ten years. Yeah. Yeah. He just doesn't have the the like bandwidth to do a full like interior. But we get a Bermijo stuff and I mean it's few and far between, but we'll still get full interiors by Bermijo. And yeah, I mean if you look at his art, it's just as detailed in the same style. Yeah. As That's just you know, it's just the 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 priority. And you know, I bet is if Lee Bermijo also does a lot of variant covers and 
as he's able to make more and more money doing that, I bet we see less and less. For sure. Art. Why would you? Why would you even want to bother with the the struggle of working yeah. with an artist on interiors? I mean, working with a writer on yeah. interiors when you could just like why kill myself? Getting What's this, this comic m- about? Doing this monthly book, Silver Surfer. Yeah. He's on a surfboard. Like Got I'm it. doing a variant Got cover, it. so it doesn't even necessarily have to have anything to do with the story. Right. right. You know, it's just the pinup. Yeah. So, even though crossover, you know, we have that the secret variants and we have one copy of number two, which I'm sure will be gone tomorrow. Yeah. Um, this is a great book. When the trade comes out, you'll definitely want to pick it up. If you love superheroes and just the idea of superheroes, this is a real good book to have. This is one I'll probably end up triple dipping on. Oh, really? It's that good? Because <laughs> I'll, I'll be reading the single issues and then when the trade comes out, I'll probably buy that and then they'll do a fancy hardcover and I'll probably buy that. <laughs> nice. Chris knows, Chris knows what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not the only one. Oh, no, no. You know, we all have our, our foibles. I'm the variant cover guy. Yeah, well, like, you just buy everything that is Wolverine. Right. Yeah. And that's basically my version of that. Right. Because right. I, I like to have the singles. I, I buy the singles to read them. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I like to have that I like to have that trade on the shelf. And then if it's something I really like, then I like to have a fancy, like a, like a nice looking hardcover version of it on the shelf. I'll tell you what, yeah. man. Fancy hardcovers look a lot cooler on the shelf than single issues. You're like, oh, yeah. you just got a whole bunch of weird. It's just a whole bunch of bags there. and boards. I have on no the idea shelf, what yeah. that is. <laughs> well, it's an alphabetical order, but don't touch them don't because they mess up the spines. <laughs> yeah, don't touch them. It, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I should. I don't know if I should jump on this now or wait for a trade or. I mean. Just I'll tell you, finding a, finding a, a number one for like not an inflated price right now is going to be hard. Right. I think you're probably better off waiting for trade. Just wait for the trade. I don't yeah. think they're that terribly expensive, honestly, for the number yeah. ones. Oh, really? I mean, I don't think that that secret variant's gone up at all. I think it's just because it's the secret it, variant. It went up in like the first week. Right, right. But yeah. I mean, I don't think it's gone up since that. I don't yeah. think it's continuing to rise. This number two is sold out. Right. But it's not like this is a $50 comic book already. I'm sure, you, know? I'm sure you could find a copy on eBay or something for close to cover. I tend to not collect or I just wait until Astro Zombies gets second prints of something. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Are they doing second printing? I'm sure they're doing second printing of number one. There is a second print of number one. Okay. If my mind is doing what it's supposed to, which is remember. (laughs) (laughs) If my mind works. (laughs) I I forgot how to say remember just now, so who knows? And I feel like I've got a vague memory of a Donny Cates tweeting that it's going back to print. So. Okay. It should. Um... I'm not a huge collecting smaller publisher guy. Okay. And with with Image, I just buy it to read. Right, and, right. And, and that's why it's okay to wait for the trade on yeah. a lot of Image stuff. I mean, I you trade, do end up missing something. I like trade that. I trade weight on most Image stuff. There's yeah, only me too. there's really only a, a like a like I think there's three Image books I'm subscribed to. It's this, it's Firepower and it's The Walking Dead reprints i think that's and, it and those aren't even gonna go up in value you know they're just no they're just, just cool to have you <laughs> know yeah, like i just left them that's and, that's the thing about collecting image aftershock boom for the most part these books aren't gonna go buck wild crazy in value because they're not the big two there's not right. huge franchise movies where their first appearance of the cat in captain marvel is gonna make that book worth 30 bucks <laughs> you know can it's you, not can can the can you, the listeners hear my eyes rolling in my skull at that one? Yeah, that cat. <laughs> it's a flurgan, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you. So, 
and and those books they keep their value. Yeah. The Marvel comic books because there's such a fan base that it can can tap into. Yeah. Which which is funny. I and I keep meaning to tell you guys I need to find out if you have a first appearance at Domino because her first appearance in that New Mutants yeah, is uh, actually copycat now. It's, I believe it's number eight of X Force. We talked. I about think it, you're right. We and I think it's only like five ago. to ten bucks. Dude, I've got doubles of that book. Oh, I, ne- like, I need to look and at home. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Home. Even if we don't have one here, I've definitely got one for okay. you. Yeah, because <laughs> please, Cokers, like Dude, please, please take it. Yeah, <laughs> you can just have it. <laughs> I just, I, I want it. I love first appearances, and I really liked Domino's. Uh, movie appearance and that all that. That was great, man. Yeah, she, she I mean, was amazing. It's hard to say what the best part of the Deadpool movies is. I mean, it's got to be Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah. But beyond that, what makes those movies so good? Everything. Everything. It's Domino's great in that movie. Yeah. It's because you can tell movie. that the people who are in charge of it like, act, like really care about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, Ryan, that's a passion project for Ryan Reynolds. Thank God that, for Ryan Reynolds. That movie, that, that movie doesn't happen unless Ryan Reynolds... <laughs> unless Ryan Reynolds accidentally... Uh, like, l- quote, uh, leaks that leaks footage. The, yeah. That footage was great. When you yeah. saw that, you were like, do this now. Must have. Right. So they, they did that. They made that. Like, I think they used his money. Like, I think he paid for it with his own money. And they filmed that as like a test thing to like go right, show right, to right. studios. And the studios shut down. And the down. studios were like, no, no, no. Fox didn't. And then so <laughs> he a, just- uh, It just got leaked, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. yeah. No, so he so he leaked it and was like, yeah, uh, here's this. And everyone was like, oh my God, we need to make this movie. Yeah. And, and, you know, it just goes to show that sometimes the white dudes at the top of the castle have no fucking clue. And that first Deadpool, Sometimes. and that first Deadpool movie had like had a, had a minuscule budget. Oh for, yeah, yeah, for a yeah. superhero movie, it had a tiny budget. They were like, I don't know. You and you want to rated rate superhero R, movie at the time was not going to tested work. as a negative. Yeah, right. it's not going to work. It's, it wasn't going to work yeah. until it did. And then we got Logan because of it. We don't. Yeah, I was going to say we, we don't get we don't get too. Logan without Deadpool. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And Logan was. Thank good. God. Thank I God. Logan. I mean, it's a masterpiece. It is really, really good, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I cry, <laughs> I cry in like four different parts. There's <laughs> two. There's two parts I cry at every time, and the end. I mean, without fail. Yeah, and then there's the Professor X. When well, when he dies, I don't. It doesn't get me. It's when Logan is like after Burying Logan him. buries him. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And he like can't even get a like can't even get a sentence out, and I'm nope. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel for you. Bro. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'd give you a hug, but I can't. Well, and I I don't think that those that 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 those scenes carry as much weight if we don't have like the whole history of the X Men like, movies. Yeah, like yeah. we don't without having the whole history of Patrick Stewart being Professor X and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, then that scene doesn't oh, hit sure. as hard. For you sure, because you don't have. It, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of backstory that they went into. You In know that, that film? you know that Wolverine's taking care of him and that he's going insane and he'll destroy yeah. the world if he doesn't. Like and Wolverine's literally the only one who can handle taking care of him because right. <laughs> right. he's the only one who can take it when he goes into his When seizures. he goes nuts, right. he just yeah. has to work through it. Everybody else is frozen in place yeah. and yeah. he's able to like, you know. Yeah, get a pill in his mouth or whatever, you know. Right, right. So, uh, Logan was fantastic. Oh, Deadpool's fantastic. <laughs> we went off. Uh, what what so, did we all read? So we all read... <laughs> Firefly number one. Uh, Blue Sun uh, Rising. Blue Sun Firefly. Rising number one. Yeah. Oh, is it's, that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So the Blue Sun okay. Rising is, is Firefly a- colon Blue Sun Rising number one. So that's why I was confused because it's okay. So because the Blue Sun so Rising separate. stuff has been going on in the normal Firefly book. Right. Um, so Which, this is a one shot to kind of wrap up that story. Yeah, this was a weird book. The, we chose a weird book. What well, we the, did. So when I was done reading it, I was like, was this a one shot? Because I was like reading and reading. I was like, this is well, a big book. It, yeah, it's a big book. At the beginning of it, I started reading it because I was like, oh, this is a number one, whatever. I just started reading it. And I was like, I have no idea what's happening. Right. I was like, there, there's characters here I don't recognize. And don't I watched know. the show. There's and I was like, okay, I have to go back and read the little blurb on the on the inside like cover. on the on the inside cover. Why don't I do that? <laughs> that is pretty uh, <laughs> dumb, yeah, <laughs> folks. There, that's what it's Marvel's there for, really dude. cool about putting one a quick synopsis of the character. Spider Man was a youth that was bitten by a radioactive spider. Blah blah blah. And then there'll be like like and three or four paragraph. sentences of right. like you know this is what's been happening in the book. And, uh, so that. if ever yeah. you're afraid to jump in on well, a comic book, don't be, because Marvel hooks you up. Yeah. Well, here's why you didn't read that, Chad. It's because there's a number one on the cover of this book. <laughs> Which is true. Right. Yeah. That's actually true as well. <laughs> yeah. So And it's in really small print. Well, I was just saying, I remember last night I was like, a, do I need glasses? A, or is this oh, the yeah, smallest yeah. print I've ever seen? It's not where it usually is and how mm-hmm. big it yeah. usually is. Yeah, and Marvel so. will make it big and noticeable, and in yeah. this it was not that. It, was, it looked almost like the... like. The like copyright information, right, right, right. Print. Exactly. Yeah. copyright New York, uh, yeah, seven hundred thirty-eight Swiss Sith Avenue, blah blah. First printing. Blah, <laughs> right. blah. So this book very much picks up in the middle of a story, the end which of the story. I thought was a really weird choice for a for a book that that is a number so, one. So guys, listeners, we usually choose a number one to to review as yeah. as a group. This was the only number one this week. And we, we the other reason we t- we tend to try to choose number ones is because if we have a guest on the show, they we can don't jump in. Easy. Yeah, we don't yeah. want to plop them in the middle of something that. Which they, we've done like that American Vampire for poor Palmer. We were all like, Yeah, it was a number one. Going on. I didn't know what yeah, was going on either. Yeah, but it was like either, the fifth yeah. version of that story. Yeah, yeah. Going on. So yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> so, if it's good thing we don't have a guest on this episode because <laughs> they would have. I was confused reading this book. Um, okay. Somebody who doesn't necessarily read comics would would definitely. Now or, most of the people in the book are wearing the same damn clothes that they wear in the show. Well, it's the whole you know. That's the only way you tell apart. Yeah, yeah, TV characters wear the same outfit right, every time right. or whatever. Um, but this characters in here I don't recognize the. <laughs> there's also some of the characters that I do like quote recognize the way they're drawn. I'm like. That doesn't look anything like. like so is that Willow? That doesn't look anything like Summer Glow. Is that Glow. her name? Willow. Yeah, Willow. I think that's the name of the. No, is it Willow? I thought that was Buffy. The name of the character who. Have you seen the show, Chad? Have you seen? Yeah, the movie? I've seen the show and the movie. Yeah. The, the like genetically engineered chick who's like a weapon. Right, the one who the was one who doesn't talk in the show. She doesn't know she's a weapon. She's like a mute. And then she gets triggered. She'll get triggered right, you're and she'll like about, kick a um, whole bunch of ass. And she was in the Big Bang Theory. What is her name? It's We're not talking Willow. About her today. The, the, the actress's name is Summer Glau. Right. But I, can't, right. I, think the, I think the character's name is Willow. Uh, no, it's... Um, the doctor dude's sister. Right, right. I'm trying to think uh, because my niece is named the same name. <laughs> and I can't... You, just, you need to edit that out. Yeah, I edit I that know. out. I, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out, but it's, it's, it's not Willow is what I'm trying to say. Okay. 
So it's something like rain like or um, anyway. I'll find it. My point was that the, the they did not match the likenesses of the characters very well. And at first, I thought it was just sort of like a stylistic choice, and uh-huh. then there was definitely some some panels where I was like, "That's a bad face." I, I, well, there I was, think that the a, art could use some help in some places, yes. right? And we didn't, and I hate to call them out at this point, but we didn't mention who the, who the artist was. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Dan um, McDade. Yeah, Dan McDade, written Sometime. by Greg Pak. Colored by Marcelo Costa. If you're not familiar with Greg Pak, he's um, he's had like the second longest run on the Hulk. Yeah, uh, he invented yeah. Amadeus Cho. Um, he's he's done a lot of great stuff. But he, Jason and I were talking about it. If if you have a comic book that's kind of like dragging and you need like somebody to inject a little bit he, of life in it, he's the guy. He does a lot of like licensed stuff where. It seems to me like if you need a, a license, if you have a licensed book, like a book, a comic book that's being written from or based on an existing property in another medium, that seems like the he's sort of the go-to guy who can who can get Fix. down there and do it solidly. Yeah. And yeah. like, I have some problems with this book, but the quality of the writing isn't one of them. No, not at all. I think this book is well written. It, it just it, it paces well too. It does. Yeah, um, it's just some of the characters that like Moon. I was like, who's that? Yeah, I think that's can, well, and, that's and, our in inexperience with the characters. Yeah, no, so that's not not their fault. 100%. The fact of the matter here is is even though this is a number one, like this is basically just the. It feels um, and I don't know if this is the case, but it feels like it's almost the conclusion of this run on Firefly. Like the way the book ends, they okay. definitely wrap it up in a bow. It definitely feels like, oh, is this like the last, you know, story of the crew of the Serenity? Like, it definitely kind of seems like they go their separate ways. There's also rumors, and I heard this yesterday, that Disney is going to reboot said oh, franchise. Disney owns them now. I believe so. Well, it was a oh, Fox property. Fox. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. So yeah, we're gonna get another version of this. Here's here's the thing. This has a large fan base, right? Right. But it feels like a Buffy fan oh, base, like a more. Joss Whedon type fan base, you know? Yeah. Like Malcolm Reynolds. Like people love the character. They love the actor that played Malcolm Reynolds, yeah. right? Right. That's true as well. But anyway, um, so this, please, what did you what did you have to say there, Chad, about Firefly? Uh, I was looking for her name. Number one, her name is River. Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I, I knew <laughs> nice. it was something along right. the like, I don't know, I don't know why something it took nature me related. To um, so this book was interesting, in, in my opinion, because there we're talking about the the writing wasn't necessarily what the issue was, but I I I really do believe that the art was one of the issues. Yes, and I was trying sometimes to yes, find. And that's that. I think the that's is, the weirdest thing about it. It, it was it functional. Wasn't a, I, I never and it was never like confused about what was happening yeah, on the no. page. Yeah. But I would look at faces and be like, "Oh, that's not what a that's not what a man's face looks like, <laughs> right?" Yeah. I was um, just like, I don't even know who that is. Yeah. There's right there that page right there. So this one. So when when a ship is the ship's crashing, right, and it shows that that they're like dropping down and they pull up real quick. Mm-hmm. It's well depicted. You yeah. can tell that that's what happens, and it's actually difficult to do something like that. I think so. Okay. I commend some stuff. I think this or this artist has a really good storytelling sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think 
he, they just have a ways to go on just the overall quality of the, of their work. Sometimes it looks rushed, but then if you look at the captain's face, like when they like survive and they're like, "Hey, we're alive," and he's his the elation on his face is spot on. Like it's really good, but it's not always really good. Right. Because like, if you take <laughs> look at that this, panel right there, it looks like he's missing half of his cheek. Right. There's like that doesn't look anything like that. I I can see where Mal looks similar yeah. here just from a different side there's but this panel is there's like, definitely what? pages where i'm like oh that's nathan fillion and then there's pages where i'm like that uh, that's that's not nathan like, fillion <laughs> is that a different character yeah. i didn't understand and i think there was a point when they and this could be the colorist but jane like there he was jane was doing something and then he came out to talk to mal or somebody and i could have sworn the color of his shirt was different even <laughs> yeah and i was just like oh that sounds like Jane, but it's not. And come to find out, it is. I was like, it's yeah, difficult when you have a book full of several characters. And then, yeah. And then yeah. there was one new character who looked a lot like the Doctor character from the show. And and then there was a final. I thought that's who it was. And then there was a panel where those two characters were in a pa- were in a panel together. And I was like, oh, oh. so that's a different guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, we haven't really touched a whole lot about what's going on, have we? I mean, I mean, I think that so, so basically, we're picking this book is picking up from where the ongoing Firefly series has been. Yeah, like what's been going on in that. Yeah, and I have read literally zero of that. Right. <laughs> so yeah, we were all in the dark. Yeah. Um, and that could be it. Could be a really good book, and we just don't know because it has fans. Yeah, like this could have like this right. could have been a really strong ending to that story. But I think it is. I mean, yeah. when when you read the ends, it reads well, and it left me kind of emotional. Like, oh, okay, you know. But it it's very typical at the same time where you're like, yeah. okay, you know, let's hang it up. We're done, guys. This this is the end of Serenity, and then they're like, mm, that sounds safe. Like yeah. we get bored safe. Let's keep on. Let's go yeah. and be keep pirates. On, keep it on. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it, he definitely kind of left it open to where, like, it kind of felt like maybe this is the end of his run. But I don't know enough about this about the series to to know. Right. right. And unfortunately, that's that is one of the things that I do fault comic books about is they're like it's a number one, and I'm like, cool. All right. So I'm going to jump in somewhere, well, and, and, that's my and see what goes book. on. This is a a one shot, mm-hmm. and it's picking up from everything else before it. That's not number one, and so by picking <laughs> yeah. up a number <laughs> right, one right. and being totally like, who are these people? Even even though I know the world, yeah. So you're you're the, looking at our wall, for example, and you're like, oh, Fireflies on a number one, right? I've been I've been curious about the Firefly comics. I would like to pick this up and check it out. Yeah, and then you read it, and you're like, it's like oh, no. like this is like. They're like I'm. I'm picking up on the last episode of a of the season, and I did. And there was no previously on. Right. I just watched episode eight of the Mandalorian season one. It was fantastic, <laughs> but I'm completely lost. Right. Yeah. 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 So I don't know who that little green baby is. <laughs> it's not Yoda. So for me, it's hard to judge the book as far as like following up, uh, because it's a one shot again, like we said. Um, but. Th- in my opinion, this did not make me want to pick up Firefly comic books, unfortunately. No, I get it. If, I, I, I'm actually in the same boat. I thought it was readable. 
Yeah. <laughs> Last night, I didn't think it was readable. I fell asleep like five <laughs> times. Right. Well, there were other factors involved in that. But... I was not drinking. <laughs> I was drinking. Uh, you also didn't start reading your books till like midnight, midnight last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at one thirty, I was still trying to get through Firefly, and I I remember telling my wife, she's like, "Hey, you're 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 asleep in your comic." I was like, "I know. I keep waking up and then trying to start over again, and then realizing I'm telling my own story in my head." Right. Because like, like you know, you're like, falling asleep with right, it right, in exactly. your mind. Right. So all of a sudden, and... I've got a whole different thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> I had to read it this morning again because yeah. I had no idea what happened. And that's just, you know, that's how it went. So it's, it is what it is. Um, I enjoyed the book. I didn't think it was terrible. I thought it paced well. I, I, don't, I liked the paneling. I don't think I it's mind bad. The art too much. I think that, that the opening, like, sort of action sequence is very well paced. Absolutely. And that it's splash page where the where the Serenity banks up and, they're, and they save the ship from the tailspin or whatever. Yeah. I think that's a really cool splash page. It's hard to, hard to do that... Because Greg Pox, right. Greg Pox, a good writer, and like I, I said, I I think that this artist has a has a good sense of story and a good sense of pacing. I just think he needs work on maybe some anatomy stuff and some faces and maybe like life model models. Yeah, yeah. The hard part though is that these this comic book is based on a show, which right. means you already know what they look like, right? Yeah. It's not the other way around where right. the comic book came and out if, or the novel came out and then we're creating the character. And if you don't have access to the likeness, then you have to draw them a little different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like with the Star Wars books, most of the time they're like, yeah, I'll sell my likeness. That way you can use it here. There's There are some contracts that you're like, oh, well, we don't own the likeness. We own the show stuff. But we can't like really show what that character looks like because well, we don't if you look own at that Marvel likeness. books, interesting. Right? You know, yeah. Doctor Strange is out there, um, and actually, a better example is Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, for a while, Tony Stark wasn't Tony Stark. Tony Stark was freaking Robert yeah, Downey he, Jr. They right. were drawing him like, like Robert. This Danny is Jr. Robert Downey Jr. in my comic book. That that new Iron Man series doesn't do that though. No, it right. doesn't. They're moving look away like from Danny that. Jr. Yeah. Well. Probably because they're like, ah, we're not paying that anymore. We probably got to be careful. Man, that mm-hmm. Iron Man book is good. I, I just read that number one. And I yeah. It's good. So, so you you you're not on board with more Firefly based no. on this book, and I wanted to be, and and so I, I might give it another chance at like maybe I have to find the beginning of a series, but th- I this guarantee one didn't that do it. we are not going to see the last of the Firefly comic book. Oh, absolutely. No. But what I can speculate is that it won't be the storyline. This story will be done, and now that they are rebooting the show and or movie, yeah, it's going to be based on that storyline. So we're going to have to wait till scripting is done. Yeah, because then is they will put boom. out a comic book. Yeah, and, and the company is the movie, and etc. There's yeah. like a handful of, of franchises that are like the the that uh, booms bread and butter basically, and it's I think it's Firefly, I think it's Power Rangers, and I think it's Buffy. Well, yeah. booms about to lose Firefly. Yeah, yeah. So a Marvel, yeah, I, Marvel sure. number one Firefly, I'd, I'd probably buy that. It's going that. to happen. Yeah. It's I'll read the first issue. Yeah. Um, just like we're getting the new Aliens run. That's oh, yeah, I want yep. that. Did I not sign up for that yet? Ah. I want all the variant covers, you need, too. You need, God, you need, I got to so tell cool. you that. You yeah. tell me you that, not on the podcast. No, I know, I know. Don't tell I us on the podcast. Meaning, <laughs> I keep meaning to tell you in real life. <laughs> this is real life. Yeah, it is. But it's but also uh, real late. Uh, late, so... 
I think unless you guys have anything else to say about the the shop, the the cider, Palmer's Brewery. Palmer's Brewery books. is great. The cider is delicious. Cider's you know, it's good. not too sweet. It's not too tart, and that's always the problem. Like you either get too sweet or too tart. Yeah, I think yeah. he's right on the edge of perfect. Just like all his beers, man. Like right, dude, he's a very solid, yeah. solid beer maker. Um, I do want to say that uh, everybody needs to have a happy holidays. Yes, Absolutely. because this is going to come out on on, on Christmas. And, and if you um, don't have a happy holidays, you need to escape to us. by <laughs> buying some comic books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. And we'll see you on the flip side. <laughs> Thank you.